0: This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at place2benation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation Wrestling Network. Welcome to the latest and hopefully greatest episode of Who's Next. I'm Andy Eyerson, one of your co hosts here, and we're here to break down the latest, uh, maybe less than a month or so of TV just because uh, of the time period of the year. We're going to cover basically NXT's WrestleMania Stand and Deliver, which my co-host and I broke down our predictions. Now we're going to go over and see how accurate we were, and then we're going to follow it up with the latest three weeks of television and kind of tell you, uh, give our predictions on on what's going to happen with the upcoming draft as far as the NXT brand And kind of give our, you know, thoughts where it could be headed because like with Raw and SmackDown, a.k.a. the main roster, WrestleMania or Stand Deliver in this case is kind of the the ending and then the reset and we get all new storylines, some new character changes, some new people coming in, some people going out. So let's break that all down. And I am not here alone. I've mentioned I have a co-host. Y'all know who he is. He's the Mississippi uh, Mississippi Mud Pie. Say that ten times fast. Logan Croslin. Logan, how are you tonight?
1: Uh, the the NXT Superstars had their chance to stand and deliver, so we're gonna stand and deliver a good review here uh, on on our pod. So here we go.
0: <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I, 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 I know I know you will. I'm, I'm I'm just like I am just here to steer the ship, man. But no, it's it's great to be back here talking with you. Uh, it's been it's been a really fun ride. A, a, We've had some really good TV lately and mm-hmm. lots to talk about. So, so let's get into it. So Stand Deliver happened WrestleMania weekend, and we'll break down the, the matches. So there was actually a match moved to the pre-show. Uh, I don't know how you felt about it. I was kind of surprised. I didn't even know it was happening until somebody posted in uh, one of our chats. Mm-hmm. But the battle for Chase U, basically, which was uh, Chase U represented by Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, and Thea Hale. With Tyler Bate versus The Schism, Ava Rain, Jaggery, Joe Gacy, and Rip Fowler in a mixed person, eight person tag match. So, what do you think of the match being put on the pre show, first of all, and then the match overall with Ava Rain doing her in ring debut?
1: Um, like you said, uh, I, I was equally as shocked, uh, when somebody in the group chat said, Oh, uh, Chase U's going on right now. Cause I was, I think I was at the park with my kid or something like that, trying to tire her out so I could, uh, put it her her uh, pretty quickly after that or something, uh, something to that effect. So I sh- could watch the show. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised that they moved it to the pre-show, but I, if there was a match, this is probably the one, um, I thought the match was really good. It it kind of exceeded my expectations. Um, Ava was very green. Uh, You could tell that she's very new to this thing. Uh, And, you know, I didn't really expect a ton from her. She hit everything she needed to, but she did look like she kind of Planned everything and like you know, you you could kind of tell that she was setting everything up uh, and uh, executing it exactly uh, how they would have taught her in a in a class. So um, she didn't do bad. She just you know you could tell she you could tell she had kind of worked things out beforehand and uh, kind of went uh, and, and went went the way that she meant wanted it to, but uh you could definitely tell that there was uh, a little choreographing going on there. Um But the other guys in the match did really good. They teased the Duke Hudson turn. Uh You thought for a second he was going to do it, uh, but they all kind of start to walk towards the chase you members and Duke kind of hangs to the back and then he wrecks them all uh and they end up getting the victory. So, um, Kind of surprised they didn't do the Chase you, uh split at this point, but um, I think they're still kind of heading that direction as we'll get into because um, Duke's kind of in it for himself now and not really for the university, um, as we'll kind of see. But, uh, yeah, not a bad match uh, for sure, um, Not and not the best match of the night, obviously, but I, it definitely exceeded my expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was surprised as well. I thought they were going to do something with – maybe uh, chase you being like under like dark forces or something like that, like a whole different kind of not to, I know Sean kid's probably gonna, gonna, uh, you know, smack me for this one, but I'm kind of like in Harry Potter in Harry Potter when, uh, I, I think it was like book six when Snape uh, becomes the headmaster and kind of, a. Uh, you know, the dark forces take over Hogwarts kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an extreme uh, thing, but that's what I was kind of thinking. It was going to be like a total different philosophy, and I, I almost bit on the Duke Hudson uh, turn. I mean, yeah, it's it's coming at some point. It, it's just it it didn't happen there. It, it played well, though, in front of the big crowd, big mm-hmm. arena. Uh, I think having Ava in a, uh, in a multi-person match was really smart. Absolutely. Uh, because if she's in there, say, like a singles match with with Thea, it's it's that's that's recipe for disaster because Thea is, you know, still relatively green too herself. So mm-hmm. I, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, they did, they did the smart thing. And like you said, the uh, putting it on the pre-show was uh, smart. Um, so with the Chase U wins by pinfall with the frontliner from Andre Chase and Duke it on Jagger Reed and they retain control of the school for themselves. Then to start off the show proper. We get our NXT Women's Championship ladder match: Gigi Dolan, Indy Hartwell, Lyra Valkyria, Roxanne Perez, Tiffany Stratt, and Zoe Stark get into it, and I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought it was fun, love a lot of ladder uh, uses in it, and you know, Gigi almost had her hands on the on the uh, the title at one point. Of course, as as most of us had predicted, J.C. Jane was going to come out and cost her the match. Uh, I thought. All the girls did well. I mean, they, they, they played a role. Zoe was in there kind of the, uh, you know, keeping keeping things in order. I thought Lyra looked good. Um, Roxanne always, always uh, does well. And a uh, little bit of a surprise in the finish, though. I was not expecting Indy Hartwell to, to win this match. But we get Dexter Loomis coming in to help her up the ladder. He slides up. Uh, under his wife, gives her a thumbs up, helps her climb the lair on his shoulders, and she wins. So what do you think of the match and the uh, surprising result?
1: Um, I, I think on our preview pod, or maybe the thing I did with Ryan before uh, before the show uh, for the No-So uh, Network, Um, I, I think I said, like, I can't imagine why Andy Hartwell is in this match other than maybe the fact that they give her, like, a... Oh, thanks for being here when, and she actually wins the thing. I did not at all think that that was going to come true, but, uh, I did say that. So, uh, point for me, I'm just
0: hey, kidding. <laughs> I'm
1: just playing. Um, but yeah, definitely surprising result. It, it, it does come off as like, uh, you know, you have been here a long time. You've done good stuff. You've been great on TV. You've put over a lot of talent. Here's your, here's your prize at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I I hate saying it like that, but I don't I don't think this run is gonna last too long. Uh even maybe they're having a big show next week, so maybe maybe it ends next week. Um but yeah, definitely a surprising result. Um Indy did have a absolutely brutal ladder spot at one point. She I think she like suplexed somebody. Our power slam somebody on like the side of the ladder and it just looked gnarly. Um, but yeah, it, it was some. It was had some sloppy spots throughout. But I mean, that's kind of what you want in a ladder match. And you know, it it, it it you know I think it 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 proved its purpose. I think I think that it was a good way to open the show. Had some cool, cool spots. Had the, you know, the obvious J.C. Jean, G uh, Gigi uh, spot that, you know, you could see from a mile away. But um, I think all the girls, like you said, put in some good work. Um, would have liked to have seen Tiffany win, but I think that's coming down the road eventually. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely be happy for Indy, but I don't think it's going to last too long.
0: Yeah, it was a feel-good moment, definitely, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you think about, like, Lyra's not there yet. Zoe, I think her time... Is, is, uh, days are numbered and not in mm-hmm. a bad way to for NXT. Uh, Tiffany is going to have a run sooner than later, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah, Gigi, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know where they're going to go with Gigi and JC. I mean, they're obviously, I think, both going to stay down. I think mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, Mandy, uh, being being let go really had to, they had to really pivot with those two. And kind of figure out what they're going to do with them. Uh, yeah. And Indy, I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. I think she loses it and then, and then almost immediately is is gone from the yeah. rand, I think. But we could talk about that more yeah. uh, later. So we get a Daniel Cormier shot in the front row. And that leads us into our three-way uh, match for the the NXT tag team titles. We get the Creed Brothers the, versus the D'Angelo family versus Gallus defending. This was... Um, a pretty hard fought match. You know, a lot of, a lot of stiff uh, shots there. Um, we get, uh, um, let me try. Sorry, I lost, got lost in my notes, but um, we get, uh, you know, into, in the end of it, we get a, a whip into the double back suplex, Lorenzo into the cover. Joe coffee pulls him out of the ring. Discus Laria to takes Tony out, throwing stacks back into a fireman's carry. And then Gallus wins by pinfall with the old boots of doom on stacks. So, I mean, the right result happened here. I, I don't. I think the creeds uh, have. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like I said, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I don't know how long the creeds may may be on NXT longer, and I think the D'Angelos need uh, a little more uh, to a little more time as a team i guess to to mm-hmm. get up there so uh, Gallus, i hold i see holding them for a while what what do you think of the match and, and the uh, result
1: yeah yeah it was definitely stiff and hard-hitting kind of like you said it but mm-hmm. i i don't ever think it got to that like next gear that i really no. ex- kind of expected or wanted it to um it was still a great it was still a really good match um Seeing Joe Coffee come in makes me kind of groan. He's
0: super, I know. I, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, boy, somebody's going to be happy. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, as soon as he popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, boy. Um, but, I, I you, you know, I knew he was coming in eventually. If he's part of the package, he's going to be part of the package. So uh, I'm just going to have to get used to it. <laughs> um, but like you said, uh, I think the result uh, was right. Gallus needs to kind of hold these things for a little bit longer at least. Um, I think the creeds are definitely uh, – Probably main roster bound pretty pretty soon. Um, and uh, I think, like you said, uh, the D'Angelo family needs to marinate a little bit more as a team um, and get some more wins to uh, kind of get themselves to the point where they could be realistic in uh, defeating Gallus for the title. So uh, definitely the right result. Uh, maybe this one didn't live up to a, as much expectations, but um, it definitely was still a pretty good match.
0: Yeah, I think the tag uh, scene on the men's side in NXT – is kind of in flux right now Mm -hmm. with some teams uh, breaking up and some uh, teams possibly moving up. So I think having Gallus hold it until there's some really a real serious contender, not saying the D'Angelo's aren't a serious contender, but they, uh, they just, they, you know, they, they need to cook more basically. They, they, they just got the, you know, the meal just got put on the stove and, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's under the underdone at the moment. So.
1: <laughs> they got to build not, that team of uh, blade and the up to uh, the god,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I know how we feel about that.
1: They're, you know, they're,
0: uh, they're a, a serviceable team, I guess. Uh, the kind of uh, like uh, a team we may talk about later, uh, Los Lotharios they're kind of like a like a uh, version of that. Like you know, they're 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 okay. They can they can kind of put on an okay match. They have their their moments, but um, they're really not there to to win yet. Yeah, at least who knows? You you can heat up anybody any time really. Um, all right. So then we move on to our NXT North American Championship match. We get a five way with Wesley defending against Axiom, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, and J D McDonough. This match was pretty crazy. I, I thought this was match of the night. Um, we get uh, lots of, um, you know, uh, flying around the ring. We get, you know, Wesley taking out everybody outside with a uh, tornillo off the top rope. We get um, cut off, uh, you know, with the golden ratio. It was just I think it was pretty balls to the walls here. We get a, a spot where both the leaves break up a pin. And in the end, though, we get Wesley winning by pinfall with the cardiac kick on Ilya Dragunov to retain NXT North American Championship. I didn't think Dragunov was going to eat the pin on this, but I, I am not upset with the result. I uh, was was incorrect. I had said Dragonly. I think you said Wesley, actually, I think. Right.
1: No, I'd pick McDonough actually. Oh
0: yeah, McDonough, that's right. Yeah, but we neither of us would have been shocked if if West did uh, end up retaining, which which he did. So so, what did you think of the match?
1: Yeah, I think going in, I I could have seen anybody winning except maybe Axiom. I, I just I, I I like Axiom more than I did a few months ago. Um, but I just think he's not quite to the level of being North American champion yet, but I could see any of the other guys winning just cause they're all awesome and pretty, pretty, pretty great. Uh, and it played out in this match. Um, yeah, this was balls to the wall, uh, went about 20 minutes and it was constant, every, uh, constant movement, constant moves all over the place, coming, uh, flying around. I think Dragon Lee looked really good in his debut. um, and I think really, I think it really did a good job of showcasing everybody. Um, I, I think everybody got their good spots in. Uh, you could uh, honestly throughout the match believe that anybody was going to come away with the win. Um, and then yeah, Wesley hits that cardiac kick, but uh, Dragunov was like going for the torpedo on somebody else at the same time, so they kind of like collided in the middle of the ring. So it was a really, uh, really awesome finish uh, to, to end the match. But yeah, Wesley's just on a Role The the role of roles right now. So this was uh, really awesome. Got the crowd super hyped. So uh, definitely match of the night, uh, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, sticking it, stick it with the hot hand, so to speak, as they would say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and this was a really well-paced, well-booked match. You know, with these multi-man matches, you can't have all five of them going all the time. You know, you got to have people like kind of quote-unquote get taken out. Where they're they're doing like a rest spot to give other guys a chance to shine for a moment, but everybody does get their their spot, like you said. So that that was really great. Um, so throughout the show, we had our host pretty deadly, kind of just playing like I guess cosplaying as like the Miz, so to speak. Or, <laughs> or you know, at times I, I thought they were fine. They they were they were there on the show. They're they're really good comic relief, and. You know, they, their their facials, their reactions, they, you know, was was a lot of fun. Any anything of uh, thought uh, on the pretty deadly hosting job they did?
1: No, nah, yeah, I think they were really funny. Um, they, they kept trying to like interview the guys yes. in the world title match, and they uh, they kept getting. Uh, they were too scared to go into the um, Breakers' locker room, and then I think Trick kind of told them to buzz off when they got went over to Carmelo's uh, locker room. So, yeah, they they're, they're really good comedic characters and uh, played it really well all night. So I thought they did a good job.
0: All right, then that moves us on to our unsanctioned match: Grayson Waller versus Johnny Gargano. They pulled out all the stops here. We have we had trash cans, we had chairs, we had tables, we even had Candice LeRae ringside with baby wrestling and we get her involved in the match where she uh is about to get hit with a kendo stick by grace waller and she ends up uh you know taking it away with help from her husband and beats the crap out of (laughs) grace waller i mean she really laid into him and um we get uh you know towards the end of the match we get gargano uh hits him with the escape waller claws his eyes to force the break lays him out Then we get a trash can on Johnny's head. He goes coast to coast, but Johnny won't stay down. Setting up Johnny on the announce table, piling chairs on him. Gargano wakes up and throws the chair at him. He power bombs Waller through the announce table. And we get a low blow from Grayson Waller rolling through Thunder Stunner back inside. Johnny kicks out. Chair in hand. Grayson wallops Johnny, but Gargano comes back with a low blow of his own. Chair shots on chair shots. More chairs. Horse collaring with him with one of them. Hitting the chair on the other. Then we get the Gargano Escape on Grayson Waller in the middle of the ring, and it's over. Johnny Gargano wins by submission with the Gargano Escape post-match. We get Candace and Johnny celebrating on the stages. Indy Harwell and Dexter Loomis come out to join him with a little uh, reunion there. Uh this match was a lot of fun. It was it was pretty crazy. You know, you knew that they were going to go all over the place, use a lot of weapons. I again was wrong on this one. I thought I thought Grayson Waller was going to get it, but Johnny gets his win back there, and and Waller kind of could could eat this way loss. You know, didn't I? Don't think it really affected him based on on the match and and how it was gone, and the fact that Johnny's not a regular NXT guy anymore. So I'm okay with the result. You of course said it was going to be Johnny, and uh, <laughs> you were right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought he needed to get it, uh, he needed to give uh, Waller some comeuppance. But yeah, this is this is exactly what it needed to be. Um it, it was weapons and just destruction and they were all over the place and brawled and uh, you know, use tables and chairs and kendo sticks, and yeah, like you said, Candice beat the absolute shit out of uh, Grayson with that kendo stick once she finally started swinging. Um, his whelps, the whelps on his back from the pictures uh, afterwards are just gnarly, so uh, yeah, he, he definitely took a beating throughout this one. But yeah, like you said, Waller's a character that he's so good at the Mike stuff that like, he can take losses. I, I do think he needs to start uh, getting some wins, and I, I think we'll see that as we uh go through their tv shows uh throughout the next few weeks after this show um but yeah he he uh he definitely needs to start building up uh uh, some key wins um and uh you know kind of get back in the in the winning ways uh, because i feel like he's taken quite a few losses lately but i think gargano definitely needed to win this one um to just kind of put a bow on this whole thing and uh, get some revenge for what he did to him
0: yeah all right Then we have uh, backstage, we get the D'Angelo family breaking down their match. Uh, We get, uh, you know, Pretty Deadly coming in there, uh, claiming they're the only team to beat Gallus. Then they uh, end up getting into a brawl. The referees have to separate them. And, uh, you know, sets up for a nice little feud we're going to have here between uh, D'Angelo's and um, Pretty Deadly. And we move on to the NXT Women's Tag Match. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn challenging Fallon Henley and Keanu James. Basic, this was fine for what it was. Uh, you know, we get um, Kiana asking Brooks Jensen for a bag towards the end, found and Josh uh, beg him not to. She turns around to a super kick. Then we get a long blower fire off the top, and Alba Fire and Ela Dawn win by pinfall with a senton Atomico from Alba Fire on Kiana James, winning your you know, their NXT women's tag team championships, and probably the most predictable. Uh, <laughs> match outcome of all i think the right team goes over i think the this this um bickering or these uh, you know frenemies whatever thing has to run its course and you got to get the tiles off them to kind of finish this storyline i guess and fire and dawn have really been a great pairing together so i think it, it, it makes sense and I'm, I'm i'm curious to see well where where they go and how far they uh they hold on to these so what do you think of this match
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, like you said, it was fine. It was kind of a little bit better than I thought it would be. I didn't expect too much going into this one. Um, Yeah, this one was predictable. Uh, You know, Isla and Alba were always going to win, just to kind of keep this uh, frenemies, like you said, thing going forward. Um, But yeah, it's good to have a dominant heel team on top of the division, uh, see where they can kind of go forward with it, see who they can kind of fight. Uh, going forward, uh, in the, in the division, but yeah, there's obviously more to this, uh, Kiana and, uh, Fallon, Fallon, uh, storyline that will progress as we go on throughout these TV, uh, TV episodes.
0: All right. So we get into our <laughs> main event for the NXT championship, Braun breaker, defending against Carmel Hayes in a much anticipated match. Hmm. I thought these guys really delivered. They did not, uh, let down to the, to the hype with the, uh, you know, keeping these guys apart for the most part. And I thought the build was, was really good. Um, You know, they, they, it was a build of respect and they didn't, uh I, I like that they, they kept us, you know, wanting more. Like we didn't get them with their hands on each other until, until here. I, I did not like the uh trick Williams interference. In it because if you're going to have, um, uh, Bra, uh, sorry, uh, Carmelo be your be a face. I, I, that's not a face thing to do here. The way I think there's like a, a confliction of a of of something there with, with having having him do that because you know, Trick is a heel. I mean, his character is a heel. I don't know if it really works, uh, as a face, but we'll see how far that goes. But of course, Carmelo Hayes wins by pinfall with nothing but net, becomes your NXT new champion. Post match, Braun grabs the title, offers a fist pump, grabs it the way he did at the contract signing. Breaker presents it with the title, raises his hand, and that's how the show ends. I, I mean, overall, I thought it was a good show. Could have could have been better, like you said. Uh, one thing I did not like during the show. I, now, look, I, I like Booker T. <laughs> okay, I, I think he he's fine on the pre shows to for the big shows, but I, I was not all that happy with him becoming uh, on commentary for NXT and I thought he was he wasn't great on this show I think he was a little too much shtick in this and I I would have liked to have you know like Wade Barrett there or or or, or some, somebody else I just you know as much as I I like Booker I just no I just did not um didn't care for his commentary but what did you think of the uh, the main event
1: yeah, Booker didn't have the best night here. You're, you're correct on that one. Um, It felt like chapter one of a series of matches, which is not kind of what I was expecting. So I kind of wanted this to be a little bit more. Uh, maybe this be the one and only time. And maybe maybe they face each other on the main roster uh, down the road, of course. Um, But I, I was kind of hoping this would be the big blow-off, like, end part for... Uh, Braun Breaker, uh, and then he kind of go to the main roster uh, after the weekend was over. Uh, But this kind of really feels like a chapter one. I feel like they may have another match uh, in the future. I'm also kind of not into the whole Trick Williams helping the supposed face Carmelo Hayes win the title, uh, interfering. I I mean, that's kind of their thing, but if if you're going to go that way, he needs to be a heel. Um, So I, I didn't really agree with that either. But yeah, this definitely... Felt like they left some on the table. It was still really good. Uh, I th- I don't think Carmelo Hayes is capable of having a a bad match per se, but I think they definitely could have done a little bit more in this one, and I feel like they probably will at maybe the next POE uh, that we have coming up in May, I think. So um, definitely felt like a Chapter 1, but hopefully Chapter 2 will be what, exactly what I wanted uh, this to be. So we'll see.
0: All right. Cool. So then we get the uh, the following Tuesday, we have our next episode of NXT from April 4th. It starts off with Indy Hartwell making their entrance, gets on the mic, basically says, you know, what, she never thought she was going to win the title. And, uh, you know, the crowd gets, a, uh, you know, gives her some uh, some props and she uh, goes on to acknowledge uh, Roxanne Perez so she says Roxanne gets the first Shire title, but then gets interrupted by Zoe Stark. And we're going to uh you know, she challenged her to a title later on that night and Indy accepts the challenge. Uh, so we're gonna have that later. Then we see footage of Axiom challenging Wesley to a match for a North American championship, and Lee accepts that challenge. And then our opening match for the night is the D'Angelo family versus Pretty Deadly, leading uh, you know, leading off from what happened backstage at Stand and Deliver? We get a, uh, you know, Prince and Lorenzo to start, collar and elbow, Wilson running in, running hot, stacks with a backslide to turn to the tie, drop kick in the ropes, springboard forearm connects, tag makes, D'Angelo runs rough shot on Elton. Then we get body blows in the corner. We get a whip into the corner, boot up, Tony cuts him off with a body blow. Float over, O'Connor, comes. O'Connor roll comes up empty, drop toe hold, tag to Wilson, stomp to the foot, Knee lifts, big slap. D'Angelo family cuts him off and hold court in the ring. Elton gets one over on Channing, working the arm, but he gets away and tags the Don in. Suplexes for everyone. Pretty Deadly does a switcheroo inside the ring skirt. Elton slings Tony into the exposed turbuckle. And that leads to Pretty Deadly winning by pinfall with a schoolboy from Elton Prince on Tony D'Angelo. I thought this was was fine. It was kind of a a gimmicky match with Pretty Deadly kind of doing something you thought the D'Angelo family would probably have done at some point not the whole Switcheroo thing but the exposed turnbuckle but I thought it was fine I mean uh, I kind of like these teams uh you know in the ring kind of their uh you know you got the pretty boy British guys versus the you know the, the you know the Italians here and I thought it was fun what what do you think of it
1: Hello. Are you muted? Yes, I am muted. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> the rough and tough Italians taking on the British pretty boys for sure. Um, as you, as you kind of said, um, but this is exactly what it needed to be. Uh, pretty deadly. Uh, needed a win, I think, uh, to kind of get back on a little bit of have a little bit more momentum uh, going forward in in their storylines. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was a fine match. A uh, good way to open the show. I thought the crowd was pretty hot for it um but yeah Stax and tony don't lose anything because they uh pretty deadly kind of use nefarious means to uh get the win so uh fine way to open the show um and and a pretty solid match
0: yeah all right so we get a promo video from jc jane which she calls gg dolan a deluded soul and whatnot and then we get our next match which is donovan Dijak versus odyssey jones uh you know Big man match here. It's pretty much a squash where Dijack wins by pinfall with a diving moonsault. I think Odyssey Jones uh I I don't know really uh what they're going to do with him, but um you know, it's kind of a you know, I think he's uh, he's just he's uh, he's kind of I don't know if they got to build him up. I think the or he still got to come back from his injury. But uh you know, this was fine for what it was. Uh, I mean, it was DiJack needs the wins, too, because I think he needs uh, some momentum. But uh, what do you think of this?
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird seeing DiJack up against somebody that's bigger than him because Dijak is huge uh, and a hoss. So um, it was kind of cool seeing him face somebody that was kind of his size. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know where they're going with Odyssey Jones. They gave him some wins against like Vaughn Wagner and a couple other and like uh, big body Javi. Uh, over the last few months and stuff. So it seems like they want to do something with him, but uh, they kind of made him look like a. Uh, Gotta look, made him look a little weak here. Uh, and Dijak completely crushed him, which I mean, I think he should have. But it, if they're gonna do something with Odyssey, you'd think uh, they would have made it a little more competitive. So definitely a weird match, but uh, glad to see Dyjack, uh go over.
0: All right, then we get a Dragon Lee video package, then we get a Gallus interview. Uh, you know, saying if they thought they were a problem before, imagine I'll be now there full of strength with Joe Coffey back. Now he's going after some gold himself, but first he's going to pick a couple of fights so people realize that it's their kingdom. So then we get a Dragon Lee versus Nathan Frazier match. And at the top, we get Noam Dar jumping the barricade with his Heritage Cup. Cuts a promo about finally being here in NXT, says he's going to be watching for contenders to the uh, to the cup, and he's on. He's on the tippy top, etc. So <laughs> we get a, a fast-paced uh, match here with uh, lots of uh, flippity floppity flying around Here <laughs> we get, um, you know, uh, Lee floats over. He ha- ends up hitting with a, a liger bomb, and then he wins a pinfall with a, a running knee. So, what do you think of Dragon Lee's first uh, singles match in NXT, and, of, and the showing up of uh, Noam Dar?
1: Uh, I, I'm a big uh After having watched a lot of NXT UK, I'm a big Noam Dar fan. I think he really shined uh, when he started being in those Heritage Cup kind of matches. So I hope that's kind of a thing that they bring to uh, regular NXT now uh, as he still kind of has the Heritage Cup. So uh, we'll see if uh, they start doing those kind of matches for him because I really think he shined once they kind of started putting him in those. Um, but, yeah, the match was I, – I thought the match was awesome. I, I thought it, it really showcased both guys. Uh, I think Dragon Lee has been super impressive, uh, in, uh, and I'll just say this now, but he's been impressive in every match I've seen him in so far uh, in, in NXT. So, uh, and this was this was no different. I thought it made Frazier look good as well. Um, he obviously lost, but I, I think he looked very good in defeat. Uh, this went a little longer than I expected it to be. There were quite a few kickouts, but uh, the fans are all over this one. So I think it was a really good, really good match.
0: All right, so when we go to class with Chase, you. Uh, Andre Chase, Chase says it, was, it felt great to keep the shit out of Schism in front of the biggest <laughs> and deliver crowd in history. Thanks, Tyler Bate, for his hard work. Duke Hudson pipes up uh, looking for his own recognition, said he was going to give him special attention, but then he remembered what he said about trophies and awards and said he knew he wouldn't care. Hudson then gets up, said, this is totally different, and the legacy he's created in Chase U is something worth honoring. Andre says he's damn right, and the next week they're going to have a ceremony to celebrate and award him the MVP trophy. So then we get, uh, you know, back from commercial, we get a vignette about the new tag champs talking about their win. Uh, so this is what it is. Then we get a Wesley interview back, backstage, um, you know, talking about uh, how uh, he, let's um, call it, how, how, talking about how the, uh, the match went at Stand Deliver and then how uh, everybody is going to, uh, to uh, wake up everybody when they uh, go out again tonight with him in Axiom. So then we get uh, Indy Hartwell versus Zoe Stark for NXT Women's Championship. We get, um, sorry about that. We got, uh, you know, Hartwell out of the gate with a body slam, short arm lariat, super kick, float over, Indy with a big boot, sidesteps the falling elbow, kick to the temple, short whips into the corner, shoulder thrust, Stark goes down to a right hand and Hartwell passes her to the apron. We get breaking Zoe's grip, snapping her neck into the top rope. Stark tips her up, trips her up, and baseball slide sends her to the floor, and we go to break. Back from commercial, Stark has a cravat in the grind. Hartwell down to the ground, out to the apron, missile dropkick, nobody home. Indy off the top, diving elbow, not enough, following it up with a spine buster, but yet again, Zoe kicks out, go behind, half Nelson suplex, roll through the rotating face breaker, but Indy falls to the floor. Back inside, back and forth, and then we get Indy Hartwell winning by pinfall with a crucifix pin to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Post match, Tiffany Stratton makes her entrance, but before she could do anything, Cora Jade runs through the crowd. It's a butterfly DDT. She holds the tile up before dropping on Indy's fallen Barty, and then Cora leaves and confronts Tiffany on her way out. So I thought, you know, Indy looked good. Uh, you know, she kind of wins with a uh, not it's not like a, a decisive win. It's kind of a, you know, with the crucifix, it's kind of like, oh, she got her kind of thing. Thought Zoe looked fine in this match, and, if, and then we get our, our next two real contenders for the title. So what are your what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, this was uh, two ring generals going at it, so it wasn't the most exciting match, but definitely well worked. Um, th- th- they had a good match. Uh, it's nothing to super excite you, but uh, they, they did good work uh, throughout it as at the same time. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot more about what happened after the match with Cora coming back and uh, Tiffany obviously, sp- you know, still claiming her her ascendancy to the to the title. Um, you know, she's just still saying she's the number one contender. Nobody uh, really beat her uh, when she kind of established herself as the the next the next girl to go after the belt when uh, Roxanne was. Uh, Starting to, you know, it, it was it seemed like it was going to be Stratton versus uh, Perez for, for the NXT title. It's Santa delivered before she got hurt. So um, but yeah, uh, really, really interesting to see where all these ladies go uh, in the women's division. Um, Kind of like you said, I think, you know, maybe Zoe uh, is headed for greener pastures um, a- after this. So uh, I think that might have been her last like big match that she might have. So um, but I think it's definitely a good one.
0: All right. So then we get uh, the, the whole drama with Brooks Jensen and Kiana James, where Brooks is trying to apologize to Kiana and who's mad that he wouldn't give her her, her bag. And found Henley rolls up with Josh Briggs to yell at Kiana for not telling Brooks that she was cheating. And Kiana says they weren't exclusive, but everything changed after their first kiss, then changed again. It's not the same. And Jensen is beside himself. Josh tries to tell him that there's plenty of efficiency, but he says stay out of his relationship and storms off. Briggs says the tag title rematch next week is going to be a lot of fun, and Fallon agrees. And we get a uh, memorial graphic for the passing of Bushwacker Butch. And then we get a Cora Jade interview on her way to the parking lot. And then we got Lyra Valkyria rolling out to tell Cora that she can't escape fate. And that leads into a grudge match between Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. We get some back and forth. Ivy in control, but Tatum starts to overwhelm her. Reverse chin lock applied, but Ivy powers up, hits her with... The lift, body blows in the corner, big elbow, kneeless, but Tatum gets up a boot. Canadian backbreaker, rack, drop sends Paxley across the ring. Shoulder blocks, short spine buster, into mounted punches. Corner dropkick Tatum to the floor, back inside. Ivy gets her compassionate release and wins by submission. So, what do you think of the uh, the drama continuing with our our so, our NXT soap opera? We're going to call it, and um, <laughs> and this uh, Ivy Nile versus Tam Paxley match.
1: Yeah, the the drama continued. Um, we'll we'll kind of see as we get into our our later episodes how it uh, how it continues to unfold. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely something that I kind of want to see the the end of. Uh, but you know, like I said, we'll see going into the future episodes on this this episode of our podcast. Um, but you know, the Tatum Ivy match it needed to happen. Kind of blow off the whole turn uh, from Tatum. Uh, and and it obviously uh, let Ivy get some revenge. She ends up tapping her out. So uh, not a bad match, but n- nothing too nothing too special either.
0: Yeah, nothing to write home about. It was a necessary <laughs> match. Curious to see where they go with with Tatum. Whether she, uh, I for sure thought she was gonna join up with Ela um, okay. and Alva. Maybe the, it could still the happen. The coven, the coven. That's copyright here. And then Ivy is is fine. I mean, it, does she? I, I don't. If the creeds go up, and again, we'll talk about it later. I don't think she goes with them, though. I think she's way too green to to go up there. It's a it's a recipe for for disaster for her. Actually, I think if she goes up there with them, yeah, but,
1: definitely, yeah, definitely not. I, I, think, I think I think she definitely needs some more seasoning for sure.
0: Yeah. So we get a a Dragonov interview talking about respecting Wesley. We get Von Wagner interrupting. Which basically uh, leads us into a, a match setup for the week, uh, the following week. Then we get our North American Championship match, Axiom versus Wesley. And you know, of course, it's it's uh, you know fast pace, you know, lots of uh, flying moves here. And we get in and into the match. We get a handspring caught into a bice bias, uh, bice sleeper. We get West flagging but not failing. Small package for two. Super kick from the ropes. Lee drags Axiom into position with the but the luchador. Knees him in the ribs when he goes for a whisper in the wind Running knee, lying in weight Slide under the golden ratio And then we get Wesley winning by pinfall With the cardiac kick Retaining the uh, North American title At post-match we get Wesley helping Axiom to his feet They both raise each other's hand Scribston appears over the PA And says that he sees Axiom Just declare his truth in the hidden corner uh, Above his mind But Axiom is ready for the run-in And kicks him out of midair What are we doing? That's all I have to say about about scripts. Like, what what are we doing? This guy is supposed to be like this mysterious figure, and he's basically been a bitch to you know mm-hmm. to everybody, especially Axiom. I thought the mat- match was good. You know, we knew the title wasn't going to change hands here. Uh, you know, Wes hits that cardiac kick, which which you know is it can be hit or miss. I mean, it looks nice, but you know sometimes he doesn't. Uh, you know, it's all about you know positioning in the ring and how how he really hits it. But you know, it was the right thing to do it was it was a good tv match uh what'd you what'd you think of it
1: yeah yeah we'll talk about uh cardiac kick later that uh left 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 a little bit to be desired um but yeah if you had told me like episode one uh around i don't know what episode number we're on now but uh whatever it is uh if you had told me episode one that we would get a uh, axiom scripts uh, uh, match or or a, or a series or whatever they're gonna do with this, I probably would have quit the pod right then and there. So. <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of like the match earlier, real balls to the wall, real a lot of action, a lot of high flying. Uh, I think the Fraser Lee match was a little bit better than this one, uh, but it, it, it got a little bit more time, I think. So, um, but yeah, th- this one was still pretty good. Um, two guys that just I think. Yeah, they're pretty much not capable of uh, not having a good match. Uh, they're never going to have a bad match, per se. But, um, yeah, this one this one was definitely pretty good. But I think the uh, other kind of North American division uh, match from earlier was a little better.
0: Yeah. All right. So we get Nathan Frazier interviewed backstage talking about how he didn't start the year on a great note. But he knows down deep he can turn it around. And so it looks like we're starting to get a bit of a character Build finally for for Nathan Frazier kind of really didn't have much going on outside. I mean, good in the ring, but now I think they're going to, uh, as we see in, the, in an upcoming episode, kind of like what direction they want to go with him. Then uh, we get a hype reel for three new NXT superstars, which I didn't really remember this one when I was uh, just getting notes together. Do you remember who these three new ones are? Were they like. Uh, New recruits that came in the, over the last few months. Do, uh, was there anything of a note that you can remember from that?
1: Um, the, there are three new people. They're uh, level up legends. I'll say uh, that that's uh, that's another uh, trademark by by me <laughs> in, this, in this podcast. Um but tank ledger Danny palmer and obo Feme are the the, the three got three people uh okay. danny, pa- danny palmer's the girl tank ledger's kind of the husky white guy and then obo Feme is the uh very very large african american man uh that is uh quite the hoss uh tank yes. ta- tank is a hoss as well but uh yeah, th- just three new you know prospects that they're really high on uh they' yeah. level up legends like i said
0: okay yeah all right, so good yeah 'cause we see danny we've been seeing Danny palmer on like little packages with um, Saul Ruka uh, mm-hmm. late, lately. And, and um, also we get, and uh, I think we got Obey coming uh, soon. I think we, uh, they did a hype reel on the last episode, which we'll we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams out to the ring with, uh, you know, basically Trick Trick hyping his man up. Carmella talking about winning the title. And then we get, uh, he calls Braun out, enters Braun. Mella thanks him for coming out. They say they brought it to each other. It was really cool to present him with the title. And he appreciates that from uh, him and all the people at NXT. Thanks, Braun. And you kind of really start to think that maybe this was a you know, Braun-Swan song, like he was going to say goodbye. You know, Braun says he appreciates that and says the title has a great legacy. And it was his job and duty to pass the torch to the most respectful way he can. He gives a uh, Tommaso Ciampa name drop saying he did that for him. And that's why he did it for Carmella. He doesn't know what's next, but then he'll leave Mello with this. NXT is just as much about the superstars as the fans. They hear us every week, and it's and it's his honor to gradually haze as the crowd, uh, asks the crowd to give it up. Mello asks Braun to hold up and shake his hand. They hug. Breaker raises his hand, and then he takes him out with a short arm. lariat Power Slam for Trick. Braun lays in wait. spirit to the champion. Breaker poses, and that's the end of the episode. So, I don't know. I'm watching it, and I'm kind of Starting to like in my head, I'm going both ways. I'm like, I'm like, is this it, or or as soon as like you know he goes to leave through the ropes, I'm like, oh, uh, I think ah uh, uh, yep, there we go. So <laughs> you know, Braun hasn't been a heel. Uh I think what I what I what my opinion is here. And I'll, I'll throw it to you in a moment. Is that I think they want to give Braun a, a heel run here to see how he does before moving up to the main roster. I think he's all, but you know. Gone to the main roster, and this is uh, I uh, really kind of giving him another just a, a chance to with with less pressure and and a less of an audience to see how he could be if he could be an effective heel basically before they move him up because you know guys or girls you know they switch you know you can have somebody that's like a big baby face in NXT and then the moment they debut they're a heel so I think they they kind of are trying to figure out what direction they want to go with Braun when he comes up. And I think this is how they're going to try to uh, to give it out, give themselves some time and not kind of rush it, which is which is, uh, I guess, kind of uh, a, an anti Vince move, because I think Vince would have just brought him up and just mm-hmm. hey, boy, go in the ring. But I think Hunter, knowing him and, and Sean, I think they're doing the right thing here with with Braun, going to give him a nice heel run and we'll see him before long, but just just kind of see how he does. So what, what do you think of, uh, of this ending of the show?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, like you said, it's kind of a test run to see how he is as a heel. Um, I, he's obviously main roster bound sooner rather than later. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe they just wanted to test him to see if he could be an effective heel. Um, I, and, and you know, the crowd has kind of started – I mean, I won't say they fully turned on him, but they've turned on him uh, somewhat uh, throughout the last month or so. Uh, so they just kind of maybe playing into that a little bit too, but also – like, like we kind of said, r- running like a test run uh, to see how he is as a heel. Um, he come, you know, he brutalized Carmelo in this. So I, I think he came across as a at least a badass heel, uh, if if nothing else. So, uh, you know, I think they kind of went, went along with the crowd reaction, but also used this as kind of a test run to see if he might be an effective heel uh, going forward. All
0: right, cool. All right, so that brings us to our next episode, which was from April 11th. And we get a recap of last week's uh, ending. Carmel Hayes and Trick Williams open the show, make their entrance, and Carmel says everything between him and Braun, uh, and was supposed to be about respect, but he lays guard down and caught, got caught slipping. But it won't happen again. He gets it. Braun is still in his in his feelings and about his loss and staying delivered, but he didn't pass Mello anything. Mellow took it. Nobody wants Breaker as their number one anymore. They want Mellow. They're going to be doing a battle. F- For a long time, this was just a chapter, and Hayes is going to go ahead and flex his championship privileges and give Braun a spot in tonight's four-way for a shot of the title. He's not asking. He's he's telling because he needs to get it back. And then we get Dragon Lee interrupting, gets into the ring, offers a handshake, and congratulates the uh, champion. Uh, he says, Mello says he wants, uh, he, you know, he came, he, sorry, Dragon Lee just uh, said, he just, uh, Braun disrespected him. He understands that Melo wants revenge, but he came here to fight the best. And that Kyle tile says that Hayes is the best. Carmelo wants breaker, but after he wins the final four-way tonight, it's going to be the two of them. Carmelo warns him not to interrupt him again, but says he, he's new here in the last slide. So then we get JD McDonough coming in, basically uh, saying, you know, that he should be in there in the match, basically. And, there's a, uh, what was that funny line? Uh, Mello makes a leprechaun joke, but gets cut off before he could say what really matters. Ugh. Then we get Grayson Waller interrupting. He says they're all dumber than they look, and he's going to win the four-way match tonight. Um, Hayes asks who's going to do it, what it takes, and he says he sees a whole lot of them, but they can only be one him. So we have three spots, because Braun, you know, we don't know if he's going to be in this. So right now it's Dragon Lee, JD, and, and Grayson Waller. And what do you think of the uh, the opening here and the uh, setup for uh, this match later in the show?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's an interesting way to do it. Uh, I do wonder what J.D. or Grayson Waller have done to uh, earn this uh, title shot or, or chance for a title shot because they've uh, had a, quite a few losses lately. I mean, they're two of the most over guys in the, in the brand. I understand that I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but uh, they do have quite a few losses uh, lately, but Dragon Lee at least has a win over Frazier last week. Um, but yeah, it sets up for what is probably going to be a really exciting match between uh, those three guys. Uh, plus whoever else ends up being in that last spot, if it's Braun or if it's uh, somebody else that they put in there throughout the night, but uh, definitely was excited uh, and looking forward to this one.
0: Mm-hmm all right, so then we get Kiana James and Fionn Henley arguing backstage before their title match, which is as usual. Uh, you know, Josh rolls up, tells them to focus on the titles. They all briefly wonder where Brooks is before taking their leave and sending us to break. Then we get a TikTok video of Saul Ruka and a pal who hasn't debuted yet, basically Danny Palmer, uh, when Tiffany Stratton rolls up, tell him to stop making videos in her parking lot. And then we get our rematch for the women's tag titles with Emma Fire and Ela Dawn defending against Fionn and Kiana. And, it, you know, it goes through basically uh, as much as what as expected, you know, with a lot of brawling here. And then we get uh, James uh, coming in with a sunset flip for two, getting some separation tag to Henley, coming in hot, big X-Factor, diving blockbuster cover, fire breaks it up, kick combination duck, Dawn cracks one into the face and lays her out. Fallon then recovers, flip pile driver, Jensen slides in the ring, gives her Kiana's bag, but she doesn't want it when the referee ejects uh, Jensen from ringside. Henley turns around into a kick. Tag made. They get the lung blower connects. Hang on to it. Alba off the top. And Alba fire an Ila Dawn. Win and retain the NXT championship. Women's tag team championship. So this was... You know, you, you knew that there was continue to be dissension here between these two. Leading to the ultimate, uh, you know, the breakup here. I'm not sure I like them... What What's going on with Briggs and Jensen. Because I think there was... There's still there was still there's still, uh, you know, gas in the tank for those two guys as a, as a team. But it looks like there are cracks starting to form. Basically, you know, Yoko Ono shit going on here with <laughs> <laughs> with Keanu James playing there. But it was fine for what it was. It's a, it's a TV match and it was a foregone conclusion going. And you knew that they weren't dropping the belts. Right. Quick, heck, just yeah. quickly to to a tag team that he basically hates each other. But uh, any thoughts you want to add on this?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't say it for the stand and deliver match, but uh Isla and uh, uh Alba's uh finisher is really awesome, the little backstabber swan time yes. thing that they do. I really oh. like that. But yeah, like you said, this is more for the story uh of, of the of the challengers, uh and their more of their dissension and the whole breakup and all, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, the match was fine. Uh, I think these uh, four really work well together. Uh, I think it was better than maybe you would expect going in. But uh, again, it was more about story than it was anything else. Um, the the result was obvious. Um, and yeah, I I don't love where they're going. Um, with Briggs and Jensen kind of seem, seeming seemingly splitting. Uh, going forward, but I'm kind of hoping they course correct uh, before too long before it uh, really really go goes awry because uh, I think they definitely had still more uh, as a team to accomplish.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know, honestly, you know, there have been times when they've had people like split up or feuding, and then they go up to the to the main roster, and all of a sudden they're back together. Like, you know, like wrestling fans who watch NXT have the memory of a goldfish. They think, you know. <laughs> Yeah, or Matt, except. or Matt, Su- or <laughs> <if> or <you will. laughs> Hey, he has said that himself, which, which, which I, I can admit to also having uh, a terrible memory, but we get a hype reel for Noam Dar. What do you think? What do you think of Dar anyway, coming in? Cause I, I, didn't see a lot of him at all in NXT UK. I just remember the Noam Dar from like years ago yeah. with Alicia Fox and all that <laughs> other stuff. Like I thought it was fine in the ring, but his character was annoying. Like Kind of like a a Javi back actually back then, if you uh. want to compare him to somebody. But I know he really grew into his own over there in UK. What, what do you think of him uh, finally coming over here?
1: Yeah, he was somebody that I knew that was uh, still around the company. So I just kind of wondered when... You know, they might bring him over if they were going to bring over the Heritage Cup along with him to see if m- maybe they brought that style over here. Uh, it seems that they're going to maybe go that way. Uh, like like I said earlier, uh, I would seek out some of those Heritage Cup matches that he had. You know, it's kind of a round style, three-minute rounds, uh, six rounds, and if you get two pinfalls, two submissions, you, you win you win the match uh, at any point. Um but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed him in those. Um I, I think he's good at a cert, at that certain style. I don't know that he's like a bankable talent to like be a main eventer one day or anything like that. He's 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 very small, um and I, I think he's somewhat limited, but he has some good strikes. He's a really good submission artist, I'll say. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: All right. So we go back to the ring and we see Chase You are in and around the ring to give Duke Hudson's M- MVP award for going above and beyond the Call of Duty at Stand and Deliver. Jay Chase admits that they haven't always seen eye to eye, but they'll always fight for each other, show the story as mother gets cut off. Then Chase apologizes, gets to presenting to Duke with his trophy. Hudson gets on the mic, said, it's not about Chase me, it's about Chase you. But admits he puts the whole university on his back and took them to the promised land. <laughs> but he's not going to deny it was a group effort and he just led the march toward evil. He thanks Chase, Andre chase and Thea Hale, and ask everyone to join in spelling chase you out. And then we got Braun breaker. You know, you know, he's a heel now cause he's wearing all black. Uh-huh. Uh, he comes in to explain that he doesn't want to be in the number one contenders match later that night. Cause the title is just a curse to him. And he doesn't need the approval of these scumbags anymore. <laughs> And he offers Duke his spot in the four-way later that night. Hudson shakes his hand. But, of course, Breaker fakes out and turns around and spears Chase. Duke takes the trophy and runs. Braun grabs the Chase U flag and tears it up. So I thought this, you know, continued on the Duke thing, which I really like. You know, poor Andre, uh, you know, getting uh, eaten a spear. I mean, I thought uh, it's a very by-the-numbers Heel, you know, promo. Basically, somebody who recently says, "Oh, you fans suck. You didn't like." You know, it, it was very by the numbers. I thought it was fine mm-hmm. for Braun. I do, I do like the look though, with the with the all black kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, am I, I, I think he's got the potential to be a good heel. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you know, the writing, the 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 writing of the promo aside, I thought this was really good for, by Braun actually. And I thought, you know, it gets him. A little something to do, you know, until he gets back, uh, you know, with Carmelo. But what what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, no, nothing screams I'm a new heel by calling the fans uh, scumbags. Uh.
0: Thumbag wearing black. You <laughs> already had the facial hair, so you didn't have to grow the facial hair. So we had, <laughs> you know, so we got the two things we needed to check off the box.
1: Yeah, and he had a really bad spray tan as well, so that would uh, that would, uh, <laughs> that would fit, the, uh, fit, fit, fit the moniker of a new heel. Um, but yeah, I th- I thought it was effective, uh, kind of getting him over as a, as a new bad guy, um, spearing somebody that uh, and Andre Chase that the NXT arena loves. Uh, so uh, getting him uh, hit with a really big spear, and you know this kind of furthers along the thing with Duke, kind of like I was talking about earlier. He kind of is only out in it for himself as much as he said he was just in it for the university in his little speech because he uh, figures out that he's going to be the fourth contender in the uh, Fatal 4-Way later, um, and he kind of (laughs) bails. So uh, he he leaves uh, Andre in there to get kind of wrecked. So um, we'll see where that one continues to go. And uh, kind of a surprising addition uh, with Duke being the guy that's going to be in the Fatal 4-Way. All
0: right. So we get a Gigi Dolan video chat package where she takes us back to her childhood home and draws parallels between her current feud and her troubled childhood. Then we get an NXT anonymous video of Tony D and, and stacks attacking pretty deadly and kidnapping Kit Wilson, in the truck of their car. Then we get a debut Eddie Thorpe versus Javier Bernal. I, oh, is it his debut? Oh, yeah, it was his debut.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: uh, Thorpe to control early with a wrist lock, holding on to it through a monkey flip, but Bernal catches him with a schoolboy through the ropes to take things to the floor and regain <laughs> control. Back inside, Eddie with a big chop, Javi throws a kick off the ropes, one-handed bulldog sliding lariat for the cover, and Thorpe kicks out. Thorpe with a soul uh, into Seguri off the ropes, elbow drop gets two, drawing Javi up, reverse fall, forward blue thunder, driver, only two. Damon Kemp on the ramp. Eddie gets back on, and Eddie Thorpe wins by pinfall. I mean, I thought this was fine. I mean, Eddie's new. We need to see him more. Javi is playing his part, kind of the jobber to the stars right now. And, yeah, I think, you know, time will tell on Eddie Thorpe. And, you know, Damon Kemp, uh, not, <laughs> not, not that high on that guy at all. So uh I, I don't i don't know i don't, I don't really um you know somebody like that and being involved with somebody new i i don't want them to get kind of like my like that rub off on them kind of thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean but yeah. what do you think of eddie thorpe in his debut here
1: yeah i wasn't excited seeing damon Kemp come out and uh observe yeah. this match um but yeah they, this is uh this is a. Uh, uh pretty much an, another level up kind of uh, main event uh every other week you know something like that uh these guys are a- always in kind of the featured featured match of uh one of those shows uh so uh, this it's a match I've seen before because I'm a maniac and actually watched level up sometimes um, but uh yeah Thorpe I think has potential um I think he did some indie stuff and he, he's a he's a pretty good uh pretty good hand uh as uh, from what I've seen so far so um I, I think he'll i, I think it will be interesting to see where maybe his character develops um going forward but yeah it, it wasn't ever going to be anything impressive because it was both basically a squash just to kind of feature the new guy so um mm-hmm. i think he looked good and i'm interested to see where he goes
0: all right can so we get footage from earlier in the day with gallus confronting a big lad who was that uh that tank guy right you were talking yeah. about tank um, ledger yeah <laughs> tank ledger for training for his debut and suggest moving up to tonight. They turn and see the schism still featuring Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed, who, you know, by the reports online, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you know, you shouldn't always believe, uh, you know, the dirt sheets, that they had asked for their release and was granted. But obviously not. Is there any any news there that you've heard anything of different or?
1: Yeah, I heard it was granted. And then I feel like a few days later that uh, I don't want to say it wasn't granted, but it was like. Uh, the, they basically agreed to like work out their contract, maybe. Uh, so I don't know when their contract expires, but um, I, I think I think I read something else about it. Uh, I don't re- exactly remember what it was, but uh, it was that they didn't get their release, but they were going to leave at some point.
0: Oh, okay, so they're just going so to play out the string, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: All right, so so we get a uh, you know we get a setup for later on, then we get Tiffany Stratton coming out. We go to break, back for commercial, we get a cryptid scripts video aimed at Axiom, threatening to expose him. Then we get Saul Ruka versus Tiffany Stratton. I mean, I thought this was was fine. I think Saul had to come back down to earth a bit here uh, over the last few weeks because I think they had been pushing her a little too fast, you know, I think. The the Saul snatcher is, is a fun move, but it's not enough. And I think she needs to be able to put together a little bit more in the ring, but I think she's she's on her way. But 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 Tiffany is there. I mean her, you know her fireman's carry to the uh, Finley roll, the double jump, and then the moonsault. I she's been so crisp with hitting that lately. I think that's that's going to be the uh, winning her the NXT Women's Championship. But, yeah, Tiffany, you know, needs to, you know, have some wins to really build her up. I mean, the character thing, but, you know, she hadn't been in the ring as much. And I think, you know, getting her a bunch of wins in a row really, you know, makes her a strong contender. And, you know, I think she's I think she's the odds on favorite to to win to win the title next. But what what do you think of this uh, this match here? And then, of course, you don't have to talk about the scripts thing if you don't want to, because I know how much you love that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there, there's not too much more to add on that one anyways. Um, but, um, yeah, Tiffany was out for a while with the injury, so it's it's really good to see her keep getting built up this way, getting a bunch of wins, looking super impressive in doing so. Uh, kind of like you said, that whole setup to the, uh, you know, the super best moonsault ever that she does um, it, is uh, really awesome. Um, she hits crisply every time, kind of like you said. So, yeah, they're, they're booking her perfectly to kind of uh, – let her ascend into that uh, maybe future champion role.
0: All right. So we get uh, Duke Hudson working out while Andre Chase gets iced up. He thanks Andre for taking one for the team. Says he's going to bring the gold home for Chase. You. We get Cora Jade working backstage, and we get Diamond Mine interviewed, where Ivy says she took care of Tatum, and Julius issues a challenge to Gallus for the tag titles. They're not concerned about schism, and they'll be out there when Joe Co- when Joe Coffey is in action later in the night. And we get Tiffany Stratton rolling up to Crow about winning another match and be confused as why she hasn't gotten the title match. And we get Cora Jade making her entrance, gets on the mic and calls out like all the women, basically. And I I don't know if I felt bad for Cora here because this thing went on way too long Mm -hmm. and she had to carry this and she 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 tried. She did her best. I'm not saying it was bad. It just was awkward. Yeah, A little bit to me, and then we get Lyra Valkyria coming out to uh, interrupt. She asks why Cora is the way she is, blah blah blah, and you know we basically are setting up with a uh, a Cora Lyra feud here, and uh, you know she, Cora slaps her, laughs about. It. Lyra takes her down with a kick and throws her out onto the floor. So I think that's basically going to occupy her girls because i think you know she would be if if it wasn't for tiffany she'd probably be the one i think that would take the towel off indy but um what do you think of this promo because i i like i said i don't fault cora on this i just thought it came off kind of awkward it's like because it was like a little long and she really had to carry this this promo for for quite some time like to me like it must have felt like an eternity to her <laughs>
1: Yeah and I felt like she started to get really repetitive as she went. Yes. Um I feel like she started using like the same phrase address for everything so uh I kind of think they set her up to uh, not to fail. I don't think she failed necessarily. I think she did as good as she could with it but um however they scripted this or however they approached her with what she was supposed to say here uh it didn't really set her up for success. Um, she, she did the best she could with it, kind of like you said. Um, but, yeah, this just wasn't, like, the best way to get her. I don't think she needed to call out everybody. You know, maybe maybe the few people that she had kind of encountered since she'd come back, but maybe not just go after everybody for the sake of going after everybody. But, um, yeah, like you said, obviously just setting up her and Lyra. Um, good first match, good first kind of uh, feud to come back into for her. So uh, we'll see how their match ends up being.
0: Mm-hmm. We get a Wesley interview, says he still has a chip on his shoulder, but with the talent here, he has to stay on point, and he want to make sure his talents are, and then he gets interrupted by Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Gulak congratulates him on the match against Axiom last week, but asks what it's like when he's grounded. Dempsey asks how he's supposed to run when his ligaments are torn and has no option but to tap out. Lee says he sees where this is going, and if they want a match, they just have to ask. So then we get Eli Dragunov versus Von Wagner. Wagner with a boot out of the gate, punches in the corner, back elbow, corner body, avalanche, then a hard whip across, Ila gets an elbow up, front chance three attempt, block, swinging back, suplex connects, and Bonds back in control. Constantine special connects, cradle German suplex on the big man, dragging off up top, Wagner cuts him off, military press, press slam, butterfly suplex slam, only two, big boot gets a roundhouse kick, falling elbow, Ila follows up effectively, and then wins by pinfall with the torpedo Mos- Moscow and Robert Stone will no longer manage Von Wagner as a result. Post-match, Robert Stone walks out as promised and Donovan Dijak's music plays and he appears on the apron behind Dragunov who smiles and laughs when he realizes. he turns to face him as he re-enters the ring. Dijak says if pain makes Hila feel alive, he's going to make him immortal. So, I mean... The whole Drew and Charlie thing, it's not connecting with me
1: mm-hmm.
0: for some reason. Um, I just it's kind of
1: fleshed it out at all. Like they, yeah, they it's think it's dull each other.
0: Mm, kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dempsey looks like, you know, like I said, he always has that look on his face like he just took a stiff shot of whiskey, you know, like, <sighs> like his teeth back. I mean, I mean, Drew is Drew fine, um, you know, Dragonov. You know, beating up Von Wagner, who no idea what they're going to do with this guy. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, breaking him off from Robert Stone. I don't know if that's the best idea, but I really am looking forward to dragging Off and, and DiJack mixing it up. I think that's the best thing to come out of this. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, I just don't think they've given Dempsey and uh, Gulak enough time. I don't think they've gotten enough feature to kind of explain why their partnership. It, it is a thing and why they think they can be successful as a, as a team. Uh, so I, I just don't think that they've been given the time to kind of really explain their whole thing. Um, Wagner uh, dragging off was just to get dragging off a win, uh, getting back in his winning ways. Um, and obviously to set up this program with Dijak. Um and then Wagner breaking off with Mr. Stone, uh, question, Mark, question, Mark, question, Mark. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, this thing's been building for a while, um, but I obviously we'll see as we go through the rest of the episode that it may not necessarily be over, but it's supposed to be. We'll say that.
0: All right. So we get Tank Ledger walking out, wa- working out backstage when Hank Walker rolls up on him, gives him a pet talk. Tank says he gets a show of the world, what he's all about. Then we get uh, Gallus coming out to make their entrance. And then we get Joe Coffey versus Tank Ledger. I mean, I mean it was fine. I mean, Tank looks okay. I mean, he's he's, he's young, so there's there's a lot of time here. And your favorite guy, Joe Coffey, ends up <laughs> getting the win with the discus lariat. And then we get the schism jumping Gallus post match, huge brawl breaks out. I mean, I mean it, it, they got to get these new people on TV so they and expose them. They're, I mean, they're gonna take their losses, but. You know who knows where these guys are going to be like Hank Walker and, and Tank will be like six months a year from now. I mean I I, I don't have the Joe Coffee hate because I haven't you know been exposed <laughs> to him as much as you have. So uh, any any thoughts on this? And then the uh, I guess Gallus versus Schism, which kind of I mean I believe these guys had had some some feuds over in, in NXT UK right uh, between the Grizzly Young Vets and Gallus right.
1: Yeah, they definitely had some matches uh, uh, along the way. And and Coffee's really not as bad as I act like he is. He just bores me for the most part. Um, They pushed him a lot, and I think that there were just better guys that could have been in his spot a lot in NXT UK, so that was just more my issue with him. Um, (coughs) This match, sorry, uh, was just to feature him, kind of get him uh, exposed to the... uh, the NXT uh, United States audience, of course, um, I, that for the people that didn't watch NXT UK, um, kind of put him out there and then featured this uh, new guy, Tank, uh, that is going to be uh, with us going forward. But, um, yeah, it wasn't anything special, but like, like I said, it was just kind of a feature Coffee in his first singles match, but um, nothing special.
0: Yeah. They couldn't have Javi get beat up by
1: everybody, right? Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there we go backstage. Tony and Stax are chatting up about what a success Operation Crowbar was when Roxanne rolls up. She says she's ready to win her title back. And after what Zoe Stark said about her, she's glad karma and Indy got her back. Tony offers the services if she ever needs them, someone to have her back. Then Zoe rolls up to mock her and Roxanne she's ha- has enough strength to beat her next week. Sacks us on the save, but pretty deadly. Jumps them from behind and beat them down for their trouble. And then we go to break. And then we get our our main event, which is our four-way for the NXT Championship number one contender. Dragon Lee versus Duke Hudson versus Grayson Waller versus JD McDonough. Basically, you know, everybody plays their part. We get, you know, Dragon Lee, you know, flying all around the ring. Duke playing the big man spot. Grayson with his, you know, psychology. JD just beating the crap out of everybody. But uh, we go through a couple of uh, segments here, and let's just get to the uh, to, towards the end of the match where we get, uh, you know, Grayson hitting some uh, some jabs. We get flip-flop fly connects. He, he follows it with a senton, dragon and sends him to the floor with a shoulder block, slingshot German suplex. Waller breaks it up. You get an electric chair drop, one for Lee, stalking after McDonough, but he counters with a poison Frankensteiner. Side step, take Waller down, slingshot Tornello, swinging back suplex, Dragon Lee with a double stomp, JD and Dragon fighting in the corner, Tree of Woe, double stomp connects, suicide dive on Hudson, Lee back inside, fired up, snap, knee, JD kicks out, Waller back in, a knee puts him on the apron, JD with a jawbreaker, Duke then blasts Grayson with a boot, double lariats for the other two, hoisting Dragon Lee up, he reverses the razor's edge into a Frankensteiner, J.D. with a shotgun dropkick. Lee snaps off a German suplex. He crashes to the floor, dragging back on his feet, getting Duke in position. Lager bomb. Waller hits the ace crusher and steals it. So we got Grayson Waller winning by pinfall with a lateral press on Duke Hudson and become the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Waller celebrates on the ramp and drinks from a boot. Carmella Hayes makes entrance to square up with him. So I really enjoyed this, this fatal four-way match. I, I thought, again, all the guys... Did their part played their roles You know Duke is really good in that That big man spot in in these matches Again he's deceptively Big you know what I mean like When you just see him like backstage doing all this stuff You don't think he's but then when you get him in the Ring he's just like this mountain of a man And they don't they don't play that Up enough Mm -hmm. right Uh, But you know JD is great Uh, Dragon Mm -hmm. Lee was was awesome And and Waller ultimate opportunist Basically Mm -hmm. Um, what, What are your thoughts on this main event
1: yeah, I was kind of surprised Waller won. I, I knew we would get him and Hayes eventually, but I, I'm surprised they're going to it this quickly. Um, I'm sure they have their reasons. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know who I thought expected to win because um, I, I think it's a little too quick for Dragon Lee, but I think, you know, he's the guy that they're most trying to push going forward. But J.D. could have done, but uh, Grayson and uh, Carmelo have a great match. Um, but I, I thought this was really well done. Like you said, everybody played their part. Um, And, yeah, I think Duke is really good in these multi-man. I think he's good in a tag team and kind of these matches where he doesn't have to do everything with just one other person. So I don't know that he's the best one-on-one guy, but obviously I think he's really good in a tag. And uh, like you said, he's deceptively huge. So, um, yeah, everybody played their role in this one, and this was a great main event uh, to close the show. All
0: right. And then moves us to the final episode we will be covering in this episode, which is from actually one night ago on april 18th in the arena brawls broken out between the participants of our three-way tag title match and referees having a hard time getting a separate so the match can start and it is creed, the creed brothers gallus and the dyad for the nxt championship um yeah i i really enjoyed this match um we get uh sorry we get uh you know julia we'll fast forward a little bit julia's landing a dropkick. Crawls over for the tag. Tag made. Brutus in with heavy chops. Big Larry takes Wolfgang down, and the straps are down as well. Stacking them up, clubbing blows. Ahoy, O'Connor roll and a Northern Lights for two. But Mark Coffee comes in and breaks it up. The fireman's carry and the dyad trip Coffee up. Julius pulls Wolfgang out of the ring and slams him to the steel steps. The dyad put Mark in, into the steel steps, and the two challengers start brawling in the ring. Double pump handle slam, but Brutus rolls away. Julius with elbows and punches, fighting valiantly two on one. Double suplex into a kip up. Ava Rain with a cheap shot. The diet looking for the doomsday device, but Brutus cuts Jagger off and gets up to the top. Brutus bomb device takes Fowler out. Julius distracted, checking on Ivy Nile. Gallus gains regains control and Gallus wins by pinfall with the boot of doom on Brutus Creed to retain the NXT cha- Tag Team Championship. This, like I said, this was a fun match. Julius Creed is a beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy. Is the guy I've I haven't seen maybe Chad Gable has mm. done this, but I mean I've he literally is holding men in position like for and big seems, man
1: too, not like yeah
0: yeah not like not like Axiom mm-hmm. you know or or like you know Nathan Frazier like little guys no these are big guys and he's like holding and he's and he's and he's flipping them around yeah. and yeah I I. I I'm, I was happy to see the dyad in here finally get a little change up with with the breakup. I kind of think you know we'll, we'll get to it soon. But the Creed brothers, this this could be it for them. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they still need some some seasoning so to speak, but I think that they're they're there enough to to hold their own uh, <laughs> on on Raw or SmackDown. But yeah, this this was a fun match though. A nice nice. Mostly, uh, you know, some some heavy man stuff, but with a little bit of flipping around. But it was it was a good way to start the episode. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, the Creeds um, definitely need to need to uh, see a, a different roster at this point. I think they think they've done pretty much all they can here in NXT. Um, they definitely, I think, they think it would be good to pair them with somebody as maybe like a coach or something like that. Obviously, the uh, they've te- they've uh, you know there's been rumors online that they may pair him with gable uh, going forward to add him to the alpha academy, so that would that would be an interesting way to go uh if they do go up to the main roster but um yeah, this was a really strong match. a bunch of guys that can hit really hard a really hot way to start the show uh without a doubt um i i, th- I think I think this was definitely the best choice. It was good to start with a brawl before the match. Uh, or but it, like as the show is opening, like they're already fighting. I thought that was a really smart way to go. And, uh, these, uh, tag teams need to stop bringing these uh, ladies out to the ring. Cause, uh, they keep distracting people and, uh, costing them matches. So, <laughs> um, cause I, I think the Creed brothers had this match all but one. And then Julius went to go check on, uh, Ivy, which he should have done. That was the right thing to do. But, uh, I think they could have won the match if, uh, he had stayed in the ring. Um, and, uh, obviously Gallus jumps on Brutus and gets the win. Um, but yeah, that they need to—they need to start leaving the ladies in the back.
0: <laughs> I mean, women are distracting men in tag matches. Men are distracting women in tag matches. What is yeah. happening? It's—it's it's anarchy here in NXT. <laughs> Just leave them in the back, right? No good can come of them coming to the ring.
1: No unless managers. You're, unless you're a heel.
0: If you're a, <laughs> exactly. no, if you're a baby face, yes. <laughs> then leave them in the back. If you're a heel, bring their asses out, right?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So we get Dijack rolling up to the arena, gets angry at an interviewer. When Apollo Cruz rolls up, tell him to, to, tells him off for taking a swat at them. They go back and forth, and Dijack challenges him to a match later in the night. We get a hype reel from Noam Dar. Then we get Nathan Frazier hosting a John Oliver-style talk show. He talks about how his injury has left him with something missing, and it'd be Easy to get sad about, but last week came to realization that applies to everyone on the roster who's lost a match or two. It's a locker room full of studs and studettes, and if you fail for three seconds against a world-class athlete, it's okay. Don't bitch, don't moan, don't complain, just look inward. And he realized he'll never be depressed if he simply never shows up again. So he's going to practice what he preaches. So, you know, getting a Dijak-Apollo match is not the most exciting thing. I mean, the Nathan Fraser thing, I thought it was, it was fine. It's, it's good to see him doing something. I mean, maybe they need, they think they need another kind of skit, so to speak, if we're going to possibly be losing the Grayson Waller effect before long, right? Cause that, that skit will no longer be there once Grayson Waller, uh, you know, goes to the main roster at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think of them giving Nathan Fraser this character?
1: Um, I definitely think it's interesting. I I think it came off well in this one. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Obviously, uh, I feel like I said that a lot, but I am really truly interested in a lot of these things going forward. Uh, just to see uh, what they can do with it. Um, it gives him a little bit of juice and something to kind of kind of go with uh, going forward. Um, and yeah, DiJack and Apollo is not really lighting like my world on fire, so not not super interested in seeing that one. But um, you know, I I don't know that. Apollo has much more to accomplish in uh, in NXT, so maybe he's one of those that might end up going back to the main roster as well.
0: Yeah, I I, I really don't know what he'll do once he gets
1: there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I think he's kind of aimless, a uh, well, a man without a man without a home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got Miles Bourne versus Noam Dar, basically a squash match to uh, to show uh, Noam Dar off with his first proper NXT match. He wins by a pinfall. With a running inseguri, uh, notice that they uh, it's no longer the NXT UK Heritage Cup he had, mm-hmm. so there was a little change there. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's coming, like like you like you uh, had said, mm-hmm. and then we get uh, Roxanne Press cutting a promo on Zoe, and uh, Tiffany Stratton is listening, and she if she has to go through her to get her title back. That uh, that's what she'll do. So what do you think of this? Um, uh, Noam Dar uh, squash match.
1: Yeah, I mean it was just to showcase him, kind of like you said. So um, glad to see him in a match. Uh, like you said, they stopped calling. It. It, it They took away the NXT UK part of the Heritage Cup. So hopefully he'll defend it going forward, and they'll have those like British round style matches. Um, we'll see uh, as as the as the shows go on. Um, but like I said, I keep saying I'm excited to have him around. Um, and then yeah, Roxanne's ready to go for this match with, uh, Zoe Stark. Uh, and so we'll see how that one goes. All
0: right. So we get, uh, back from commercial. Josh Briggs is having a chat with Keanu James. She doesn't like him, but she'll hear him out. And he wants her to get Brooks Jensen to talk to him. He begs reminding her, he helped Fallon stick to get her and Fallon stick together with her in the team. And his relationship with Brooks can't end like this. Kiana tells him to talk to him himself and Brooks walks in through the door Kiana has given him a thorough makeover, and he has Josh to leave. Josh begs him to come have a call one, talk it out, and Jensen says they're not family, and he's tired of being treated like a kid. Briggs says he's always felt he was like a brother, and he doesn't know who he's talking to. Brooks then tells him to leave. So, you know, I watched this, you know, last night, and I I instantly messaged you, like, I'm getting serious York Foundation vibes here from the way, you know, Brooks' hair was like all... Oh, all like you know, straight back in a ponytail. He's got nice uh-huh. clothes on. He's got you know his, his mustache is somewhat not terrible. Uh, basically, yeah, he, he's 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 kind of gone from country mouse to city mouse, so to speak. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I. I'm not. I don't mind the character change, but like I like I said earlier, and you you also said, I, I I think these guys got some some more in the tank as a tag team, but we'll see we'll see what happens. What what'd, were you? Uh, what do you think of this uh, when when Brooks came on screen?
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely gave me some uh, computerized man of the '90s Terrence Taylor uh, vibes from WCW. From the yeah,
0: I was getting Richard- more Richard Morton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that too. That could work as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely got some of those vibes. Uh, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Yep, that makes total sense." Um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, I think there's definitely more in the tank for them as a tag team. Um, so I'm hoping you know maybe Kiana ends up being kind of the bad guy in this situation and her, her and Brooks break it off uh, relatively quickly And they get back They get back together uh, Brooks and Jen, uh, Briggs and Jensen uh, But we'll see All
0: right. So we get Odyssey Jones in the ring for a match But Braun Breaker comes out and spears him out of nowhere Braun gets in the mic Starts talking trash about fat rednecks And says he had to come out here and put a stop To the pathetic Chase U award ceremony Where everybody gets a trophy They're all clowns and if you want to be clowns Join the circus because it's not happening on his time Odyssey Jones felt it Carmella Hayes felt it and Andre Chase felt it, and he's coming forward, and then we get entered Duke Hudson. He tells Breaker to take, keep Andre's name out of his damn mouth. Um, basically, he challenges him to a Chase U-size uh, ass-whooping, and it'll be a battle of the Giants when Braun goes up against the man himself, the legend, the beacon of the beating heart of Chase University, Andre Chase. <laughs> and braun tells andre to enjoy these last seven days he has to breathe because he's gonna spear his little ass in half and and chase you so i don't know maybe odyssey was hanging out too much with uh you know enofi and blade and the skin mm-hmm. kind of rubbed off on him because he, he this is the second week in a row he's looking like a bitch basically mm-hmm. um I, I i did like this this promo here by braun and continuing you know how you act like a heel, basically. Heel heel you, you you call the fans uh you know the derogatory names and uh-huh. you know you, you, you shit on them and and then we get you know Duke continuing on his his I'm here for chase, but not really kind of thing where he, he challenges uh, you know, to a match but it's not him. It's going to be Andre next week. Uh, I, I don't see it ending well for Andre on the next Ugh. episode. But what what do you think of the, the Braun and, and Duke stuff here?
1: Yeah, it was good to kind of uh, use uh, continue to use Chase You because uh, the NXT arena loves uh, Chase You. They have the whole section, and uh, everybody's in, into the whole Chase You thing. So um, it's good to use that as a way to get uh, Braun more over as a heel. Um, yeah, another solid promo by him. Um, and, and I love Duke building it up and building it up and then saying Andre Chase and not himself. So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, good, good, good little, uh, work there by Duke. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't see this, uh, match ending out too well for Mr. Chase.
0: Are, are all the people in the Chase U section, are those all PC, uh, people you think?
1: Uh, I, some of them probably are, but some of them, I think, are just, you know, hey, will you wear the shirt, you know, kind of thing. And sit
0: in the uh, section? And, okay. Yeah, and sit
1: in the section. So I, I I think it's partial, maybe some recruit kind of people, but uh, also just fans that they say, hey, you mind wearing a Chase U shirt and sitting in the Chase U section? So um,
0: I was just wondering because there were a couple of hotties in the section. So I was like, yeah, we're
1: going to see
0: that <laughs> at some point. Uh So then we got Cora Jade interview. She says that she was being nice last week. And the only thing she regrets is Lyra Valkyra interrupting her before she could finish running down the roster, which we were all grateful for that interruption. Um, Then we get Gigi Dolan rolling up saying that Cora is displacing her anger and that her big Instagram famous ass is going to kick hers tonight. (laughs) Then we get, uh, you know, a pretty deadly interview. They said the only way to get through the D'Angelo family is to speak their language. Uh, So they basically... um, uh, Kid had a bad time recounting it being kidnapped by the legend faces here. They'll happily hand out another beating uh. and play by their rules. Anything goes next week. And we get Roxanne Prez versus Zoe Stark. And this was, you know, a pretty decent match here. And, you know, we get it ends up with Roxanne winning by Pop Rocks clean in the middle of the ring, which, again, is leading me to believe Zoe is uh, is all but uh, gone from NXT uh, very soon. But what do you think of, uh, you know, the Cora J, Gigi Dolan interaction here? We get the pre-Deadly, you know, continuing on their feud with with the D'Angelo's and then this roxanne Zoe match.
1: I I love the Instagram famous ass because I'm a big fan of of that, uh, as we know. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, her cutting off Cora was a good thing. uh, And they make a match for later uh, between them two as well. Um, pretty deadly. I, I like earlier that they kind of took it to the D'Angelo's and uh, showed a more aggressive side uh, of them, but obviously they have a match coming up next week uh, at the spring breaking uh, episode of NXT, so um, looking forward to seeing that one because I thought their match a couple weeks ago was pretty good as well. And then the match was good. Uh, Zoe's the ring general as always, uh, but Roxanne sh- shine really well. I think she fought from behind really well. She was con- constantly fighting uh, from, from beneath, and I think she does that really well. So um, And that Pop Rocks was kind con- It seemed like a kind of a Pop Rocks out of nowhere. Uh, so maybe that'll be the new uh, wrestling meme <laughs> going forward.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing I love about Pretty Deadly is that they are these joking, ha-ha-ha, we cheeky monkeys, but then they could kick the crap out of you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? like uh, It's almost like a switch can go off with them, which is, I think is really going to to lead them to success. Like they they you know cuz you don't want them to be Adam Rose on the main roster basically. You don't want them to be like, "Oh, we're fun, we're fun, we're fun" because you never really got to see him being a badass on the main roster. I mean, I kind of paused my my NXT watch so he's still Leo Kruger. So I, I haven't seen how that evolved, but that that that's my worry for them and I think that they will be able to get around that. By how they can, you know, because they, you know, had that thing where they were they they were beating up Gallus not long ago. Now they're beating up the D'Angelos, not showing that they're just not these like you know pretty boy, funny guy pushovers. Mm.
1: So
0: I really, I that's one thing I really like about them. They're 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 really I'm happy they're because I I knew of them. I didn't know much about them in NXT UK, but I'm very happy that they're you know they came over. Because they've been a welcome addition to this. And they think they're going to do well on the, uh, the main roster. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. uh, post-match uh, from Roxanne and Zoe, we get Indy making her entrance. Says she wanted to say to Roxanne's face that she wouldn't be standing out here if it was for her. And she wouldn't be much of a champion if she didn't return the favor for somebody who didn't lose her title in the first place and offers her a match next week. Perez says that they're friends in and out of the ring, but for that title, it's everyone for herself and she's on. Then we get Tiffany Stratton interrupting is confused as why everything is not about her and says that Indy's title ring is pure dumb luck. And she keeps drawing at it. Indy snaps and makes it a three-way. So we get uh, Grayson Waller interviewed backstage. He puts on American accent and says the match against Johnny Gargano was unsanctioned. That means it didn't happen. He's going to have Carmelo Hayes on the Grayson Waller effect tonight and tell him to his face that he's taking the title from him. And we get footage from last week of Von Wagner begging Robert Stone for one last chance to open up to him. Stone say doesn't believe him, but Vaughn starts talking about WWE being his blood and his dad being a Beverly brother. I popped when he <laughs> said that. I gotta yeah. admit, uh, Robert says that that's a good start, and they go off together. So we get a lot of uh, you know interview character type stuff here. Um, anything of note uh, that you can that you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I, I think the triple threat will be be fun uh, next week at, at Spring break-in. I, I don't know if you had the problem with this that I did, but I kept thinking that they were saying spring break in like they were going to break in something. I, uh, I, 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 I wasn't getting like because I kept hearing them say it and I, I didn't have the volume like turn all the way up or anything. So I was like, what are they saying? You know, so I I, I finally got it, I think, right around this time. So I was like, what a weird name for a show uh, throughout the whole time, though. But, well, because the
0: next one will be spring break into electric boogaloo.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. percent. <laughs> Um, but yeah, announcing the Grayson Waller effect—that'll uh, be a pretty good segment for sure. And then um, we're still gonna do the Von Wagner uh, Mister Stone thing, but hopefully it'll it'll turn into something because he's gonna open up to Mister Stone. So uh, we'll see.
0: Maybe he'll dress like his father. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, bring out the purple starry tights and the cape. So um, for sure, let's see it happen.
0: I. I... You know, I was okay with the Beverly Brothers. I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember when they had the, the first manager was the coach. Yeah. And then they really, they really got, you know, it was kind of the thing like, you know, almost like the Rougeaus, like you give them a manager that could actually talk though when they were with the genius and they, they weren't bad, you know. The
1: Brothers Beverly. Yes, The (laughs) Brothers
0: Beverly. All right, so then we get Axiom promo where he looks in the mirror and talks about how Axiom is his identity but Scripps distorts his voice to obscure his identity and so fear and when he beats him, he'll unmask him and reveal him to the world. Like, we don't know it's friggin' Reggie, Christ's sake. (laughs) We get another... (laughs) I know. We get a Saul Ruka TikTok featuring Tank Ledger being graduated on his debut. Then we get cory jade versus Gigi dolan uh you know a good back and forth match here and we get uh basically later on in the match we get Gigi reversing and punctuating uh you know a japanese stranglehold with a lung blower forearms into the ropes whip across big blue is sloppy but does the deal another boot arm ring a roundhouse kick for a glancing blow and core blasts her with a forearm catch the knee in the ropes Jade uh, shifts sunset flip jc jane runs in but her interference goes nowhere and Gz slams her into the ring knocking her to the floor throwing her into the steps and then throwing jc over the announced steps gg breaks the count and jade blasts her with a rising knee and follows it up and core j wins by pinfall with a ddt post-match jade gets on the mic to crow about another victory enter lyra valkyria in a cloud of smoke says that she'll be the time for talking is over. Next week, Cora's claim to be the savior of the division will be tested as they engage in battle. So I thought the, the match was fine. Again, this JC GG thing is not going to end anytime soon because we haven't had like a real big time uh, match between the two of them. We had that yeah, yeah. one on NXT, but it was kind of a, uh, I guess, a fluke, so to speak, win for, for, for Gigi in that one. Uh, Cora was fine. You know, she needed the win t- and she needed to win, uh, you know. Kind of sneakily to continue on, and her and Lyra should should have a fun match next week. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah, th- this was this was to get Cora a big win um, over a, over a you know a bigger name person here on NXT, um, but to also push across the uh, GG JC feud a little bit further. Um, obviously, they're gonna have another match, and like you said, that first match kind of felt like the you know first Carmelo Braun match, kind of a chapter one. Uh, obviously, they were gonna do something again later. Um, which w- whatever JC's thing was why she missed the 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 stand and deliver show if he was really hurt or if it was just a storyline, but yeah, uh, obviously they're gonna have another match so pushed along that, but it gave Cora uh, a big win at the same time and yeah, I'm looking forward to um her and Lyra next week see what they kind of can kind of do together.
0: All right, so we get Eddie Thorpe interviewed about uh he said he traveled his – all the world to test himself, focusing on enhancing his skill set so he'll be ready for this opportunity. When it happened, people have stereotypical images of Native Americans, but he's here to succeed. We had Damon Kemp rolling up with a slow clap and congratulates him on his speech. And he said it wasn't a speech. And Kemp said he was very impressed and tells him to keep up the good work because he might have something. That's real, you know, from, you know, NXT superstar Damon Kemp. <laughs> uh, Jesus! then we get uh
1: legend. <laughs> i know
0: the guy I, has the guy gotten a win at all <laughs> he's not the guy to be in this <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so then we uh we get josh briggs is at fallon henley's bar being sad about his buddy then we get kiana and brooks roll up arm in arm said they're not here to drink and brooks tell Briggs tells brooks that he mustn't have meant everything he said but jensen tells him he meant everything and he's clearly the star of the show Josh tells him to run around with his cheating girlfriend, but he's not going to sit here and take the, tr- the trash talk. And they're here to challenge him to a mixed tag. And Josh says he'll be ready to hand out an ass-beating. Alright, so um, what do you think... Uh, so, I didn't think we're, we were going to get here with this, right? Uh, do you think we get the reveal of whoever Sebastian is is next week? And is this Going to be the 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 I guess the 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 split is going to officially happen. Like like they're going to have their match and all that. Uh, is it going to be you know Brooks is a heel, Briggs is you know, and they're both singles. Like what do you think's going to happen here?
1: I, I do hope we get some kind of reveal, reveal, or they just or they just end up going full heel with Brooks. Um, I, I just want this to be. I, I've enjoyed it for the most part, and it does have some good spots. But this this has been going on for a long time, and I, I'm kind of ready for it to be over, if I'm being yeah. completely honest with you. So um, I think it'll be an all right match, um, but hopefully it has some kind of resolution for the whole thing.
0: All right. So we get Apollo Cruz versus Diamond Dijack. Fast forwarding into the ring, we get uh, into the match. Sorry, Cruz snaps jack's neck over the top rope, back inside with a diving lariat, standing lariat, whip across, leaping lariat, kip up. Diving blockbuster cover, pump, block, pump kick blocks a discus lariat, suplex, but Don then lands on his feet. Off the ropes, Apollo runs right into the cyclone kick, kill, sorry, DiJack with a guzzle. Cruz kicks out of the choke slam up in the corner, DiJack with the backbreaker rack, and he wins by pinfall with Feast Your Eyes. Post-match, Ilya Dragunov runs in and sends DiJack backing with a boot and a headbutt before the referees and security swarm to keep them apart i mean match is fine right result here uh you know dijak needs the win he's a guy that he could probably go back to the main roster right now but his this nxt run then will be kind of a disappointment Mm -hmm. and not any fault of his i think this booking really because he's a guy that really needs to be uh you know a little more active i guess so to speak and and maybe get his hands on a title before he goes back up there mm-hmm. but um what do you think of this match
1: yeah i w- I would classify uh for the most part his uh n x t run so far as a disappointment. I thought he would have been a champion at some point or at at by this point i mean um i'm I'm still kind of hoping like you said that he'll maybe win the at least the North American championship before he goes back to the main roster um But, yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. It got him a win over a a name, at least. Um, (laughs) Apollo hasn't been doing too much lately, but he's still still a name. He's still been a champion on the main roster. So it's a big win. Kind of gets him going in that right direction, kind of like I said. So hopefully it'll continue building for him from here. Um, And maybe he'll get back into a feud with Wesley eventually.
0: I think think Wesley kind of, uh, I guess, exceeding expectations, so to speak, and going on this run mm. may, you know, may have something to do with it. Cause I think, you know, w- would you have expected Wesley to still have this title right now? Definitely when? not. Mm. No. So I think, I think maybe him just being so over mm-hmm. and, and, and doing so well in these matches, they, they kind of want to stay with the hot hand for now, which I think has maybe derailed some plans for some other people that they may have, they may have originally uh, penciled in for runs, uh, in this time period, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think, I definitely think they'll die, Jack. Uh, will and sh- should and will win a, at least the North American title at some point before he heads back up. There's no rush on him to go back up to the main roster, but I'm just, you know, putting it out there. So then we get a, GC, <laughs> a J.C. Chain interview on the way out of the building. Says she's going to make Gigi Dolan's life hell, and says, she says that she left her little brother with her drug addict mother, and that she may, that makes her incredibly selfish. Jane says that when she's done with her, she'll run away from NXT just like she ran away from her family. Then we get a Charlie, Charlie Dempsey versus Wesley for the NXT North American title. I mean Dempsey, you know, definitely playing the heel here, and uh, you know, is working working him over, doing his you know his his mat wrestling. And then we. Uh, Fast forwarding, we get um, a bridging German suplex, passing him into the corner, clubbing elbows. Another German, but West lands on his feet. Boot up in the corner, another kick, step up. Inziguri, rising uppercut, sends Drew Gulak packing. And then we get Wesley winning by pinfall with the cardiac kick, retaining the NXT North American <laughs> Championship. Post-match, Gulak attacks him, puts the boost to lead. Dempsey helps his mentor beat the champion down. So I, I this JC, GG thing... Is is it's getting kind of real here with, uh, mm-hmm. with how they're presenting Gigi, making her more of a sympathetic character. I mean, I thought the, the Charlie Dempsey Wesley match. I uh, I I didn't think it was all that great. I think Charlie, there's something missing there with him right now. Mm-hmm. And I, is this the cardiac kick you were talking about? Because I think it was.
1: <laughs> uh, this was more of the cardiac whiff, uh, and yeah. the camera I caught every <laughs> bit of it. So, yeah, he did not make the slightest bit of contact on this one. So yeah, this is absolutely the one I was talking about. Um, This one had a commercial in the middle of it, and it wasn't really super long on either side of the commercial. So I think that really hurt the flow of this match uh, and maybe some, most people's enjoyment. I think Charlie's good in the ring. I think his style is, um, you know, very technical, very uh, strike based, very submission based. So it's not for everyone. I think he can have some good matches, and I think he can have a good match with Wes, but I just don't think they were given a ton of time here, and I think it was hurt by having, like I said, the commercial. I mean, they do the picture-in-picture, but, like, I'm not going to lie. Most of the time during the picture-in-picture, I either fast-forward or I look at my phone while it's going on because I know nothing exciting is going to happen during that, so um, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but yeah, th- this, this is a rematch that I would like to see down the road, but, um, Dempsey definitely needs a little bit more, uh, seasoning, uh, before he starts having some bigger matches like this.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we get the D'Angelo yeah. family hanging out at an Italian restaurant and basically giving us what the, uh, stipulation will be for their match, which is pretty deadly next week. It'll <laughs> be our first ever trunk match, basically a casket match with a car. I'm, guess, <laughs> I'm guessing, right? <laughs>
1: a trunk match. I love it.
0: Yes, and then we get a vignette of over f- Femi Femi uh next week. Yeah, he's throwing heavy things in the field basically. A TV, a boombox, like basically basically like, you know, a garage sale. Um
1: he is an absolute uh house of a man. He is a ginormous so, uh
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move on to uh, not the main event, but the closing segment. Here is Grayson Waller in the ring for the Grayson Waller effect. Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams joins them. Uh, Grayson says he usually dislikes his guests, but everybody loves Carmella Hayes, and he wants to talk business about their title match. Hayes says it's all good, and he has to give Waller credit for bouncing back from the losses he's taken. Mello says he's more decorated than a Christmas tree, and he stays winning. And we get Waller says the difference between them is that he's become a big star without a title and Carmelo has with one. And that says a lot. Grayson won't let him rebut, but t- and takes questions from the chat. The first asks, what does I am him mean? Trick explains by telling him, just look at Twitter and the title matches. Grayson changes tactics and gives Trick all the credit for Melo's success. Williams gets hot, but Carmelo tells him to calm down because they knew this was what Grayson was going to do and they're not going to let get to them. Hayes says that Waller has stolen every opportunity he's ever gotten. Carmelo continues saying Grayson may not be built for the championship lifestyle and asks Waller for accomplishments to be listed on the Tron except wait oops he doesn't have any. Grayson says he was in a real main event and stand and deliver Melo says 6 out of 10 is more points than any girl Waller's ever been with. Waller tells Hayes to get involved with MVP and he should carry almost his bags. Carmelo tells him he's got to be in the prime mascot suit for Logan Paul. <laughs> Waller says he's going to do a golden shoe over Hayes's prone body. Mello says that he'll put his shoes on power lines, and still, and they and they square up. So I thought this was a really great segment. You can definitely see where uh, Trick is not as uh, refined, I, I guess, as as Mello. Like he, you know, is more of a hothead, which could uh, could lead to something down the road because Grayson really knows how to really push buttons. But uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because I just, you know, I'm just—I uh, don't want them to do the whole braun mellow thing, just with with a little some some tweaks here and there. Uh, but I thought I thought it came off fine. I mean, you know, Grayson is awesome as always, and Mello plays his part well. I'm just, you know, I just—I'm not a trick guy at all right now. So, uh, what do you think of that way they close this episode?
1: Yeah, the the quicker they eventually do the trick carmelo split i think the better off carmelo will be i feel like he's i don't i mean he's the nxc champion so he's obviously not holding him back too far but um i d- do think that's kind of an anchor on him right now from being like uh the really great uh solo actor that i think he can be i don't think he needs trick anymore i think maybe at first it was good to have a hype man but he's a face now and tricks character's not really what i would consider a face Um, But they they had some good jabs back and forth at each other. You know, uh, Waller said Carmelo's uh, about as big as Omas's bag is uh, in general. (laughs) Uh, He's about as tall as Omas's bag. So that was pretty good. Um, And they just snipe back and forth. Um, So I I thought it was a good little, uh, a good back and forth between the two guys. Um, Waller's always good on the mic. Uh, Melo's. Pretty good. He's not as good as Waller, but I, I think they did, had a pretty good segment here. It wasn't wasn't like an all time great segment, but I, I thought it conveyed the story and uh, did everything it needed to do.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty effective,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: I think, and it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got time to build up because it probably won't be till the next PLE, right? And uh, did they say or is it next week? I forgot. Is it is it spring break in?
1: No this this match is at spring break in. It's next okay, week.
0: Okay, the spring break in. Okay, that's right. So I mean, I. We I mean, we know there's not going to be a title change on this. Uh, I I was I always I thought these guys were going to first meet at PLE, but uh, I, I guess that something something's going to happen here though to to lead to something else down the line. I think this is a setup for something else.
1: Yeah, yeah so, I, I, so. I think this is pretty much a setup for Breaker Carmelo too at Battleground or whatever the PLE is called. Um, it's in May.
0: All right. All right, cool. So, uh, so that's gonna wrap up our our breakdowns right now. But now with the draft coming up, and there's been talk of it on all the shows, including NXT, we're gonna kind of go through right now some NXT superstars that we think that could go to either Raw or SmackDown. So, kind of we'll kind of run down the list. Like obviously, like any any champions uh, at the at the moment, I think are off the table. Mm-hmm. With the exception of maybe uh, Indy, because mm-hmm. because she is she could lose it next week to mm-hmm. uh, either Tiffany or Roxanne. But uh, I think Chase U is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo, uh, I mean, could you see him going? I mean, he's basically he's become a jobber on NXT. Yeah. Right? I mean, probably why he's down there anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you see him going back up to the main roster. And what the hell would they do with him?
1: Yeah, I'm not. That's the only thing I struggle with is I'm not sure what they do with him back on the main roster because he'd probably just do the same thing he's doing there. He might as well do it for the young guys if he's gonna do that, you know. Like he might as well prop up some of these younger talents that they're trying to get over. So I mean, he's probably more effective in NXT than he would be jobbing to somebody on SmackDown or Raw. So he's somebody I could see going up. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about the Creeds. I think I could see them going up. Um uh, do you, do you think Pretty Deadly goes up? I think that's somebody else I could see uh, maybe losing the trunk match and the tr- car drives them to SmackDown later in the weekend. Yeah, it,
0: it could,
1: <laughs> it could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, um,
0: yeah, I think they. I don't think there's anything else for them to do here. I think, uh, like I said, when bring them up, but they they gotta you know make sure they're not on the same brand as another comedy ish act. So and maybe they
1: could just switch them in the maximum mail models. Maximum mail models could come down to NXT and then they could
0: go. To definitely. They definitely place. need, they definitely mm-hmm. use it. I, you know, I know we don't, it's, that's real I, I really don't like them doing this with Otis. I I don't, I, I, I actually love Otis. He's one of my oh, favorite yeah. guys. <laughs> I was, I was upset when they broke up heavy machinery, mm-hmm. you know, cause that, that was a nice, fun Haas tag team. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but yeah, I definitely can see, I definitely think pretty deadly is, is all but uh, gone up. Um Cameron Grimes, who hasn't been on TV for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 finished his run in NXT, so he's I'm assuming he's gonna be up there uh, very soon. Yeah. Uh let's kinda let's see. Uh, so Dijak's not going anywhere, Dragon Lee's not going anywhere. Uh Grayson Waller, do we see Grayson going up now or maybe a little bit later in the year?
1: My my thing is is I if they're doing this Carmelo Grayson match now, which I think they probably could have played off if they wanted to, makes me feel like maybe Grayson's going up. Um, I mean we obviously could be very wrong because we were wrong about Braun going up after Mania yeah. uh, as he's still down there, um, which I think he's gonna go uh, sooner rather than later, but um. I mean, with that match being next week, I, and it's kind of lines up with the draft, I could see him going up, but I think he has maybe a little bit more to accomplish. But, I, you know, if he's not going to be NXT champion within the next year, I don't really think he has a ton to more to accomplish in NXT. But, I mean, if he, he was left down there to do that eventually, uh, I could see it. But um, I think he definitely could flourish on the main roster if they put him up there.
0: Yeah, I think next week's episode is going to be very telling. Mm-hmm. uh with people who who lose mm-hmm. you know basically do they you know because that's the thing triple h is big you know big you know doing best for business and that's what you do you do you do the job on the way out mm-hmm. so uh the people who lose next week uh you know pay special attention to at least the ones that we are suspecting could yeah, be going yeah. off mm-hmm. here's an interesting one Go
1: ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say if if Tiffany wins next week, I, I could honestly see both Indy and Roxanne going up. Uh, I think Roxanne might should probably stay down, but I, I could see that they're so high on her that they maybe go ahead and push her up in the main roster. But um, I think Indy definitely loses next week, and she ends up being one of the ones that uh, goes up.
0: All right, uh, Dragonov. He's a guy I could see. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I honestly I would send him up and kind of establish him. With Imperium Make him like a new yeah. member
1: Yeah they could add him to Imperium for sure um, I, If he didn't have the thing Going on with Dijak And I don't think they're blowing that off next week I, I think I would maybe be a little more on board with that one But um, he could he could be good I mean he's he's definitely Talented enough to flourish up there So um, But uh, that one's a little less likely But I could see it if it does I mean I could be okay with it if it does happen
0: We got JD also too
1: Mm-hmm Yeah, he's he's kind of the same way, but um, I I think he needs to accomplish – I think he needs to win maybe a belt or two uh, before he goes up because I think he's good enough and talented enough to be featured in a prominent role on their TV. Do
0: you think – now, I don't know how they would replace them, but do you think maybe putting the dyad of not the whole schism faction but maybe just the dyad as a way to keep them happy you know, promise them uh, getting moved to the main roster, maybe.
1: Yeah, that could be a way to kind of keep them happy. Um, I I think it would maybe be – I don't know. I I was going to say maybe it would be smarter to give them the belts, but I I don't know if they need to be the people that beat Gallus. So I'm not sure. But, yeah, that could be a way to keep them happy for sure.
0: Uh, We got Katana Chance and Caden Carter.
1: Yeah, I mean, just to bolster that women's tag division on the main roster, I think I could see them going up. But, I mean, I don't think they're going to be like – prominently featured or anything like that, but they'll just be another team that they can throw at the choice of the month tag team champions.
0: Yeah. Uh, sometimes they draft injured people. Do you see Nikita Lyons?
1: Uh, we were, we were real low on her when she, uh, yeah. she went out. So I I, I don't think so. <laughs> it will make Scott Shifflin happy for sure. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, that would definitely make him happy, but I, I, I'm doubtful on that one.
0: Here's somebody we told we we I don't even know if we've even talked about him since we started doing the podcast. Roddy, like he's still he's still there, man. He just hasn't been on TV, right? Have yeah. we even have we even talked about him? Maybe in our first episode. Maybe if that I don't even know. I don't even remember talking about Roddy on this show.
1: Yeah, we we uh we may have mentioned him on the first episode, but yeah, he's been out with uh, some kind of injury for a while. Okay, I think he's doing a lot more coaching at this point. Uh, as he's recovering from, I think uh Wikipedia says it's an ankle injury, so maybe he fucked up his ankle at some point so um and you always gotta believe wikipedia, you know so um <laughs> um, I think he's been doing some coaching in the p c uh I don't know if he's riding out his contract or if he has plans of being on the main roster at some point, but uh he's definitely if if he decided to get back in the ring, I would love to see him on the main roster
0: um in this share.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, with gender not being around, I, I definitely could see them uh, going up back to the main roster and being a faction that uh, could be a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, just keep them – if both them and the Krees go up, they got to be an opposite brands. We can't – <laughs> we had enough of them together. Like, I, I, like we could see them again down the road, but, I, you know, we've already been there, done that, got the T-shirt, let's move on with our lives, right, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I um, feel bad for Veer because he's been, like, up and down and up and down and up yeah. and down. So um, – We'll, we'll see.
0: Tyler Bate. I'm, I'm hearing that he's almost a lock to uh, to be up on the main roster.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be interested to uh, see how that would work out. Um, yeah, I mean he he's been in he's been in the company for a long time. He won that original uh, NXT UK title. Uh, so I mean he's been in the he's been in the company for you know six six seven years at this point. I don't remember exactly what year that happened, but. Um, he's been in the company for a while and uh he's definitely more talented than a lot of these uh newer NXT guys are. So uh, I definitely think he deserves it, uh, if they want to go that direction. All
0: right, a couple more. We got uh Wendy Chu.
1: I think she's hurt right now, so um like she I think I think she's not actually I think she's actually really hurt. Uh not just uh storyline wise. But um yeah, I think she's uh, I think she's like really hurt right now, so uh, I don't see her, uh, going up.
0: All right. And then Zoe, basically, we, we pretty much know she's, uh, a, a lot. Cause also you read about them doing, um, you know, main event or dark matches mm-hmm. and she's been doing uh, a bit also. And also sometimes like an appearance in the rumble could also be like a precursor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so. mean,
1: I, I don't ever see her really being the main champion focus. So I think she could be a good, uh, Utility player on the main roster.
0: She's uh, a, a Natty, a Sonya kind of kind mm-hmm. of role. You know what I mean? Exactly. All right. So conversely, though, anybody we see going from Raw or SmackDown to NXT, I have a right now. I have the Raw roster up, and I'm kind of I'm going to thumb through it quickly. Could you see them doing some kind of angle with Baron Corbin, <laughs> maybe getting sent to NXT, mm. hissing <laughs> and moaning or something about it? I, I don't know.
1: I have heard that they may go back to the bum ass Corbin, where he's kind of the poor guy that uh, has all the stains all over his shirt and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I could see something like that maybe for a little bit, um, but I don't really know what you do with him at this point. It could give him new life, so why not?
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I have the Raw roster up on on the on the WWE website. Dabakato is listed as a Raw superstar.
1: Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I know, you know, what's funny is he surprisingly has gotten so over and really uh, done well in his heel gimmick. Dominic Mysterio. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine if he was to go to to NXT. Almost like playing up on, like, his going to jail angle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, like, he wouldn't make it in NXT or something. I don't know. Like, why am I going here? Um, I don't know. But, yeah, maximum male models, I could definitely... See that as without Otis, hopefully, if they do go down. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you said Mustafa. the Los, Los Lotharios earlier. I can yeah. see them going down. Um, they could be a good tag team to have kind of in that to fill the void of some of these other tag teams that may be leaving. So, um,
0: Mustafa Ali. Maybe?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be a good uh, good guy in that like uh, North American title kind of matches that they've uh, seemed to be having a lot of lately. So I think he could definitely be a good guy to go down.
0: Uh, Rick Boogs. I think I think
1: they're really high on him so I'm not right. sure. <laughs> uh
0: let's see looking at the um uh I mean could you see I mean I don't think so um Hit Row no right
1: Nah the, the, I think I think whenever they start releasing talents again I think they're uh, cooked.
0: Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh is, Aaliyah, is she still hurt?
1: Yes I think so. All right. Um uh, maybe a Dana Brooke. I could see her going down just yeah. to get that women's vision a little bit.
0: I could see Emma uh going down or or you know, Lacey maybe going back to kinda get her shit together, so to speak. <laughs> they still have Naomi listed on SmackDown here. Oh, yeah, wow. even though
1: they've actively said that she's not with the company anymore, so mm-hmm. um you move Madcap back down, much to the chagrin of Ryan Gray. He loves some some Madcap. So, <laughs> Shanky. Uh, well, I mean, I think they should keep Shanky wherever they're going to put Endishier. So if Endishier comes up, I think they should uh, yeah. kind of keep them with him. So,
0: all right, very cool. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't see anything coming out of left field. I mean, there were some that came out of left field. A few at, at times when they've drafted people up, like you know, uh, initially, like people were kind of shocked when Alexa got called up. Yeah, she she hadn't really done anything. She was more of mean, a she, manager. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had that really great heel turn in that run with uh with uh, what's it called? Um, with uh, some. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they pretty good. But, yeah, we I mean, know, we don't know. But it, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, anything you've got to uh, to plug uh, that that's recent uh, before
1: we get out of here? Um, just the regular old stuff we we just did a new episode of YouTube roulette so that should be coming out pretty soon uh, chicken salad and starflation I do that with Ben and Callum um, looking at the best and worst of wrestling uh, throughout both of those um, highway to the impact zone uh, we'll We are about to do the uh, Lockdown 2006 episode, so that one should be fun. Uh, Sean Kidd, I heard, is actually going to make an appearance on that one. So, uh, you know, his regularly scheduled appearances don't uh, actually happen too often these days. So the fact that we got him on is uh, pretty special. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it'll be uh, disastrous, as always. Um, Seven months of danger going through the Dangerous Alliance storyline. Um, and then uh, Talkin' Docs is a new documentary pod that I have with Roger and Jennifer Smith on the N- North South Connection. So there you go. All
0: right, very cool. As for me, uh, check me out on the Pop feed. Uh, recently, uh, I've had uh, – we have a new episode of Pop Goes to Classics, our Disney uh, pod, that we're uh, going through the full-length animated features. The latest episode actually dropped yesterday, which was uh, Tarzan. So next one up will be Fantasia 2000. That's myself, Miranda, and Steve Riddle. Miranda and I will be back with a new episode of our Muppet Pod within the next week or two. So looking forward to that. Uh, Trailers of the Lost Arcs will be back. We are recording next week. Uh, I believe we're doing... I don't even remember actually what we're doing. I haven't read the comics yet, to be honest. (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, it's not... not, um, uh, people I'm really that familiar with. That's why I'm not I'm 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not remembering off the top of my head right now. But whatever it is, it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, really an education because Tim Capel love you know when he runs the show on, on these pods because he is so great at what he does. And Sean is is there in loving his comic stuff. And Shiflet is is having a good time. So look forward to that dropping within the next uh, week or so. As well as uh, you know, new episodes of the live watch of Pop Goes the Classics with the Pixar ones and the Blockbuster rewatches. Check me out on Stream Lounge. I just started going through Star Wars. I recently uh, watched the uh, Episode 4, A New Hope with Tim Slomka. Going to be doing Episode 5, An Empire Strikes Back with Scott Criscolo very soon. That may not be on a Wednesday night just based on scheduling. And yeah, looking forward to to continuing on with that. Don't forget, check out the Place to Be Facebook group. All kinds of fun stuff going on in there. Our greatest breakfast food tournament is winding down. So get in there to to paint your votes. Check out placebnation.com every day. All the pods are there and a bunch of articles. It's really fun. And don't forget, support all of the podcast feeds here, whether it's this, this very Place to Be Nation wrestling network, the Place Be Nation pop experience, or the North South connection. All those something for everybody on there, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's wrestling, whether it's pop culture, we got it covered here. So lots of fun. Alright, cool. So this wraps up our latest episode of Who's Next? And as always, it was a pleasure to be here with you, Logan, to break down mm-hmm. NXT. I look forward to meeting up again with you in about a month's time. And that should be leading us into the next PLE or will the PLE have happened? I,
1: I think we'll be. Uh, let's see. I, I think we'll be right before it. I think it'll basically be a preview show. All
0: right, awesome. Love loves doing those preview shows because I'm usually wrong. All right. So, <laughs> for Laura and I'm Andy Allison. Thank you for listening to Who's Next, and we'll see you on our next episode. Take care.